Yeah. So, shall we guess what Tobin was on my pitch? Oh, 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 no. oh now then. I think, I think Cameron is on the road for the three-peat here, so I think Cameron should go first in this game. That is true. Well, Cameron can verify it tomorrow, because I'll be bringing the remaining slices into work. Alan. The receipt or the box. Alan, yeah? Alan, Alan, some of us have a Saturday off. Oh, for fuck's sake. Tomorrow looks like a car crash. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and there's the voice of somebody who just that does not care. Yep, don't give yep. a fuck. <laughs> Why should you give a fuck? You're not, you're, it's not your problem. <laughs> so anyway, um, so you had to get a pizza to go alongside your kebab because you were under the minimum delivery order for free delivery anyway. Yes. Without it, right, okay. So it's not a thing you had in mind as a kind of like, oh, you have to maybe order it in a rush. Yeah? Well, 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 I, you know, I didn't, uh, yes, I was... Uh, you, what, yeah, you, you weren't going to look down the menu and go, oh, what would I like as part of pizza? Because A, uh, it's not the main thing you're going to eat, and B, you kind of just want, ah, yeah, that one, fuck it. Um, to this, so you've gone for a Texan barbecue. Next guess. Oh. oh. Oh, I'm not going to tell you whether you're right. I'm just oh, right, okay. Right. Right. Okay, okay. Uh, Phil, you go next. Can I can I ask? Was this a national chain for the pizza, or was it from a local? No, a lo- local takeaway. See, that puts a whole new spin on this. This does. Um, well, you can't get kebabs from Domino's, at least not yet, anyway. That is no, true. you can't. I'm gonna go Please. for. I'm gonna go for. See, I can't remember if he's with it or not. But I'm gonna have a pineapple. I'm gonna go wild. And what's your guess, Ewan? I am going to say it is. A spicy beef pizza. Well, we we have a winner. Oh, Ooh. it is filled with his ham and pineapple. Hey. <laughs> oh, Come on, son. Those keeping track at home, it is Cameron two, Phil one, me zero. Join us next month for what's Al eating. I don't like pineapple on pizza, you f- absolute cretin. Uh, how, why would you do that? Wow. Wow. No. Straight no. <laughs> with the sea bomb. No. No. Horrible. Horrible stuff. He's right. He's right. My um, I do wonder that because my, my eldest loves having pineapple pizzas, uh, but I hate it. And I hate I hate pineapple in general. I just don't I know. I thought you were going to say I hate my son, but you, you kind of do, do right now. He's broken my headphones. He eats pineapple. He has, my, he has mayonnaise on beans. What? Okay, that's insane. Mayonnaise on beans. Yes, you said like red sauce on beans. I'm like, no, the correct sauce on sauce. No, no, the correct sauce to have on beans is brown sauce. Anything else is weird. Mayonnaise is a different level of strange. I'll give you that. But like my my whole thing with pineapple is like nature has encased this fruit in spiky wood. Yeah. Yeah. 
So why why would you want to eat that? Nature's this nature's saying go away. Like this thing's covered in spiky wood, and yet humans are like, let's get that on a pizza. No, it's wrong. That's an interesting way of looking at it because if you didn't eat it, anything that was saying don't eat me, then surely chicken. Well, that's all other conversation. But like apples, <laughs> no trouble at all. Peaches, fine. Oranges. None. Not on fucking pizza, though. I know not on pizza. I'm just saying, like, in general. Like, that, right, okay. oh, that's fine. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, right, that's right. welcoming yeah, fruit. Like, pizza. a pineapple. Yeah. Spiky wood. A words. welcoming fruit. A welcoming fruit would be one that surely just, like, peels itself. Yeah, like, uh, like, I suppose technically an apple, because you don't even need to peel it. Imagine if a banana just peeled itself when you got near it. <laughs> I, I knew somebody was going to say banana. I knew somebody was going to say it eventually. This, is, this, well, <laughs> this isn't just any old banana. This is a seductive banana. <laughs> seductive banana. Oh, they whole voice. <laughs> if we did names for the podcast episodes other than the name of the show, Seductive Banana would be the name of this one. Seductive <laughs> Banana would definitely be the name. <laughs> Come to the ring now. Cameron Phillips, the Seductive Banana. Oh, so, oh boy. <laughs> Hello, yes, that was my alternative internet oh. career. While we're talking about peeling a banana, let, let's let's talk about the perfect Father's Day card, I suppose. <laughs> yes, let's do this. Will we will we go to work? Well, just will we go to just mention very briefly some current events in in the rest? Oh, I'll I'd be very interested. Ooh. What would you like? Oh, I mean, Cameron discussed it before. Um, obviously, we, we sadly have to mention Bray Wyatt's death. Yes, of course, unfortunately. Yes. So, um, Wind of Rotunda. God, yeah, yeah, um, it's been like two, three weeks ago. I, I still maintain, as much as he did a lot of great things, he still participated in one of the worst matches ever created. The infamous Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins ended in a DQ for using a big hammer. That one wasn't great. It's like <laughs> that's it's been very polite about it. Such a roller coaster career. Yeah, it was it was bizarre, wasn't it? He was it was just a really strange, really strange way in, in what's happened to him. But no, he looked like he, you know. Becoming a big star, and then the health issues pulled him back a bit. And I don't yep. think anyone really, maybe including himself, understood how serious the health conditions were. No, it's, it's, it's yeah. crazy to think the last one left of the White family is now Eric Rowan. I yeah, yep. Braun Strowman, but we don't. I don't. I always kind of don't count him from the original kind of that original trio. That kind of you're not counting Phil because he's the black sheep. <laughs> hey. There you go. Yeah. Any other wrestling headlines you want to talk about? Well, I thought you were going to talk about the Wembley show. Uh, yep. Well, me, me and uh, Ewan were discussing it. Um, I enjoyed it, uh, mainly because, well, not mainly because I got it for free, but, but it helped <laughs> that I got it for free, uh, thanks to Inside the Ropes for just blase attitude, you know, entering a competition on Twitter one the night before. I thought the match order was kind of weird. Yeah, I can, I can be with you there. Got Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi in the second match of the night. Um, I mean, that's probably so, like, Ibushi didn't try and do anything completely insane. Yeah. Um, match quality was good. Osprey versus Jericho was cool. Yeah. Uh, main event, I quite enjoyed. I know Ewan's going to say he wasn't hot on it. But but no, it was a good show, and I enjoyed it. And um, they're back there next year. They are. Probably. They are indeed, aren't they? Yeah. 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 I don't know if it might be worth a Conquistables road trip, but we'll... <laughs> we'll save up for it. But we'll of course, one... Uh, Cookie Monster Punk won't be back next year unless no, something good. else weird happens. Well, I don't think he's going to be back. We were saying this as well before he jumped on the call. Um, I think he's burned every single bridge he possibly had available. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Um, I'll say Vince hiring them back because it's not him anymore. That's another piece nope. of news. 
But um, whoever's in charge, I'm not sure they'll have him back. Yeah. No, I don't think so because uh, he is a liability for one of a better term. Yeah, that's it. I, that's I've it. said it more than once. I think Phil Brooks had a problem not just with the WWE but with the wrestling industry as a whole for seven and a half years. That's just boiled over completely. Um, and yeah, he's just a complete. I think the problem is like whatever issue happened at the you know the brawl in fight, they never fully resolved it. No, like he should have come back until that was like completely done and dusted. I think but, but things that with Punk, like he's always going to hold on to it. You know what I mean? Like he's always no, yeah, going to hold just on to seems that. Seems to be a guy that just holds grudges completely and cannot <laughs> like just relentlessly, like, relentlessly, and just kind of cannot just kind of not back down, but kind of try and work out to some kind of amicable solution. Yeah, yeah I mean, totally. if if they could have got them round a table and had agreements in place. Your main event at Wembley should have been Kenny Omega versus Punk. 100%. That would have shifted. You know, I know they sold out any or got close to selling out anyway, but that would have just been utterly phenomenal. And, you know, because there would have been that back into it, they could have played on it, um, you know, but it would have relied on both people being on a certain level and of a certain sort of understanding for, you know, not to Mm -hmm. take matters into their own hands. Which, you know, Punk seems to be able to just basically call people out and uh, when they're not even in the building and make them look stupid. Uh, but the minute someone tries to make him look stupid in a promo, it's the fucking world's ending. Because wasn't yeah. it apparently like Samoa Joe had to talk him down to get him out for the match? Basically, yeah, yeah. Because, the whole co- because of one comment. Because the moment that Jack Perry tapped the car and went, look at this, it's real glass, crime your fucking river. Yeah. And because they broadcast that, then Punk was apparently in the back region because that's a dig at him for not wanting Jack Perry to do a real glass spot. To be honest, Punk's probably right. Kind of stupid doing a real glass spot. But mm-hmm. hey, you know, you live, you learn. <laughs> if the kid wants to <laughs> you know, like, I mean, his skin, then fair enough, let him. You work in the same company as John Moxley. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's like I, I don't think anyone in AEW kind of nominated Punk as kind of everyone's health and safety rep. No, he no. just did that himself because he thinks he's great and he thinks he's right and he he, he doesn't accept criticism. I think he and sees himself like, you know, they talk about that role the Undertaker had like his last kind of few years at the company where he was just kind of like, you. he was like the, the big dog of the of the backstage person. He was like, everyone kind of yeah. revered him and kind of, and I think he saw himself as that figure and he thought other people saw him like that. No, but, most people thought he's a prick. But I think we, we talked about this before, like what, like, Punk did a lot for the industry, but for the guys at AEW, like, what did he do for them? Nothing. He wasn't about. It wasn't about. It was like, I think we said, like, you know, Colt Cabana did way more for the guys at AEW than Punk ever did, just by, you oh, know, yeah. helping set up one-hour tees and stuff. That's kind of the, you know, the foundation of all the money to pay for all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, Punk was, like, you know, gone by the time this kind of generation of guys were kind of coming up, and he wasn't in the locker room with them at all, until they came yeah. back and decided he was the king, which, you know, Look how well that went. Also, Colt Cabana has now been put into a coaching role at AEW in the last two days. Mm, yeah. Funny that. There you go. Weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Good old, good, good old Colt. But, of course, we we can't talk about the, the passing of Bray Wyatt without talking about the passing of everyone's favourite crazy granddad, Terry Funk. Oh, of course, that happened about... Was that the day before? Uh, Like, two days before, I think. Yeah, so we, we lost Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt in the same week. There's there's your health and safety rep for the for backstage, Terry Funk. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Get Coming out with a branding iron. Funker in there, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've been 
I've been watching a lot of older Terry Funk matches, and he he's been middle aged and crazy since about I don't know nineteen seventy <laughs> something. Yeah, it's been a wild and wacky time, hasn't it, since last podcast? And also, what what made me laugh? I was thinking about this when I was doing the edit last time. It was like a lot of our chat was like, "Oh, look at that stupid FTR guy. He's never gonna they're never gonna get over to the UK for that show now. What a what a, what a plank!" Oh and yeah, like, I know. Card with no trouble at all. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll yeah, just nip a bit of that. I'll just take a bit of that out of the edit, just to kind of. <laughs> so I did notice that I'd gone missing. Yeah. <laughs> right, now we've brought it up. The so floor. Delete, That's fine. Delete all this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what about Vince selling? I mean, we're now living in the WWE world without Vince. It's well, well I think he's still got it. some involvement in it. Am I right? Yeah, he's, like, like, he's on the board. The board of the combined board company, whatever it is. Although, yeah, I mean, the 70 odd year reign of the McMahons owning the number one source of sports entertainment is over. Weird, and, isn't it? Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize how much of a big deal that is because this is the company that Vince Sr. brought up from the quote unquote dusty, smoky bingo holes, gone quote, yeah. to where it is now. And the fact that it's now got to the point where Vince has willingly sold the company, taking quite a nice bit of money as well. Let's not get, let's not look past yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Let's pay for back surgery, <laughs> of course. Hopefully, it's not time laser. to dodge Hopefully all the kind of shenanigans that were brewing up again. There was like, I think there were some issues that kind of brewing up around him again. It's like, oh, he's got back yeah. surgery. Sorry, can't go to court. Didn't go to Sorry. Razor's time like Hogan did. <laughs> that didn't work out well for him. Didn't work out well for anybody. But um, yeah, it's it's been a, a very very wild wild time as far as the wrestling one. I don't think it's going to slow down any much because you know AEW have yet another pay per view coming up at the start of October with Wrestle Dream, the tribute to Antonio Noki with little to no New Japan involvement because they have a show like a good day of the same day. I think. What on them? Yep, that's, that's think fine. Through, did you? We're going to get MJF and Samoa Joe. I mean, that's fine. I'm happy with that. Well, yeah. Give, I mean, give me two minutes. I've got to sort something. I won't be long. Okay. Drug deal. So. Yes. Where's, so. Where, where's Al gone? I don't know. Told you. Either to finish, his dip, finish his pizza, order another kebab, or do a drug deal. One of the three. Pick, do do you pick? <laughs> I mean, you could... um, finish his pizza, probably. Yeah. Always running a bath. Well, Alan has picked King of the Ring 94. And uh, it's a show from, is it June 94? Or July 94? June, nine, June 19th, 1994 from the Baltimore. Father's Day. Baltimore, Maryland. Mar- Father's Day, yes. Father's Day, as it keeps going, because the sub the, the, the sub headline is um, uh, the ultimate Father's Day card. Yes, indeed, because the adverts were, the adverts for the pay-per-view were a lot of kids trying to give their, their father the perfect present and, and usually ends with the father getting the shit kicked out of him and then the child goes, don't worry, you're my king of the ring. And the dad's just like, yeah, okay. I don't understand because it's like there's no there's no father and son teams on the card. Or there's no uh, kind of father and son that ringside. There's no kind of... I mean, we've got brothers, nothing, technically. Technically, yeah, but you you thought that, that there's your time to wheel Stu Hart out to the side of the ring. Come on. No, he was he was busy cooking or something. I don't know. Apparently so. So it attends at twelve thousand. Buy rate apparently in paper was one hundred eighty-five thousand. Okay. So I think pretty decent for the time. Um, our ring yeah, announcer was Bill Dunn, who I have never seen before. Yes, I, I'm not familiar with. So I'll tell you where I've been in a minute. But I'm not oh, familiar well. with Bill Dunn either. Um, but oh, I well. thought he did a pretty good job. I was going to say he did better than some other people on this show. I will say that. Um, <laughs> but um. 
guess we're going to ask you the question now. First of all, what happened there? And second of all, why did you pick King of the Ring 1994? Well, um, good. I'm glad you asked. Um, right. I, I uh, had a parcel um, that... Uh, right. I don't, I don't want to... <laughs> Phil, Phil can edit the, most of this out. Um, or maybe keep it. <laughs> but he won't. He knows. But he knows yeah, I, you... I, I got a parcel. It was delivered yesterday, but I wasn't in so you get a little card through the door saying "Message the driver," right? Mm. So I'm like, oh, okay, we'll we'll do this. In 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 the got back to me. I went, oh, this is fantastic. They're like, um, I'm like, do you usually what time do you deliver? Like, oh, we've been half four every day this week. I'm like, no problem. I'll I'll get my girlfriend to 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 come in for half four to pick the parcel up. And then I get a text. It's something like two o'clock to say, oh, actually, we're not going to be four o'clock. It's going to be a lot earlier. So I'm like, well, I'm knackered. So I'm like, well, you just leave it with a neighbour. Pretty much any neighbour. So <laughs> the usual the usual two either side of me must have been out. So they dropped it off across the road. Now, I did take one in for her a little while ago, so it's fair. But I've been sitting poised, waiting for the car coming so I can go pick it up. So um, what you basically said was you, you've, you've been standing at your window looking for your neighbour across the road. The second she's got uh, home, you're accosted her asking for your parcel. Not quite. Um, <laughs> the car still hasn't appeared. You did it from the hedge, but the uh, lights were on. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a minute, yeah, somebody I better, in. I better cut that out. That sounds like that could be used in the court of law. To be, to so, be <laughs> so I, I went across in the in the rain, you know, with my wet t-shirt, and knocked on the door. <laughs> Wear my hockey mask. Young, young guy answered with the most puzzled look on his face and no top on. So I'm not sure if he may have a female in there. <laughs> anyway, um, he like, he, I don't know if he thought I was coming to Berkeley's house. I'm sorry, I'm just like, he took a parcel of oh, yeah, he's oh, yeah. I've come so to anyway, rob the house. He, um, he gave me the parcel. He's happy, I'm happy, we're all happy. That was a lot more you... entertaining than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's made the podcast. You disturbed this poor fella's possible nookie session just so you well, can get your hands on it. He definitely was like hiding behind the door with a pair of boxes on and nothing on the top. So I don't, oh, 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 Alan. Oh, my God. Oh, you, oh. He was well, enjoying some pussy. No, I mean, you know. Was there a sock on the door before you knocked? Oh, no. <laughs> no, there seems to be a real plant pot in front of the door, but maybe that's the side. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But, I don't, I mean, the kids these days, you just don't know, do you? You don't. I, I want my action force tank. That's what I want. Is that what the parcel is? That's what the parcel is. I'm trying my best to open it. Yeah, we're doing we're doing wrestling, aren't we? Hang on, let's. Welcome to the 1994 WWF King of the Ring Spectacular, featuring an eight-man single elimination tournament. Eight WWF superstars will be vying for the very coveted title of King of the Ring. So, Al, why right. King of the Ring '94? <laughs> Move on quickly, <laughs> please, please. <laughs> Right, ah, uh-huh, right. I've got the box on. So, <laughs> it was the first show I watched on, like as it was happening, so to speak. Oh, okay. Now, when I say as it was happening, I'm pretty sure in them days we never got them live. I think maybe the, I think I don't know if SummerSlam was live. I think Survivor Series was alive this year. I think they were a show because I remember. I think I would record them overnight and then watch them the next day. That was from '94, like back end. There's like the, yeah, yeah. The '94 Rumble was definitely pre-recorded because I remember it. 
and I think WrestleMania 10 was because this was shown at about six o'clock. Oh no, I definitely watched Monday WrestleMania 10 night. live. I remember, remember, I remember watching because I stayed up to watch that live WrestleMania 10. I remember that. I was downstairs in on the sofa watching it, and I fell asleep during the crush um, match. But you know, well, I mean that's fair enough. I think the the main the big four were probably live, but this mm. considering this was just a sort of an add on yeah. show. That, I've got, I've got uh, no recollection of this show at all when we we came to it. Like I've got like I taped a lot of, like around this time, like ninety three, ninety four into ninety five. Mm. Because we had Sky, so I would, I would tape and record and do like it, put like a little black label on, draw the proper logo on there with some pens and all sorts. I did a proper job of it. I would take a picture, but I think they were, all, all of my parents' tapes got binned years ago, so that they all went oh, around oh. then. I think. Um, but I had no recollection of this show whatsoever. Just nothing, nothing about the show kind of rang, rang any bells at all. Our we've already run for the fact it's Bill Dunn in the ring. Our commentary team are Gorilla Monsoon, the Macho Man Randy Savage, and the one. And only, thank Jesus for that, Art Donovan. Well, no, no, you win, no, you win. You mean no? Art, Art O'Donnell. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Gorilla Monsoon, along with the Macho Man, Randy Ooh, Savage, yeah. and Baltimore's own football legend, NFL Hall of Famer, Art O'Donnell, and Randy Macho Man Savage. Art, let me ask Art. Art Donovan. Yes, also Donald, please. Oh yeah, sorry, O'Donnell. Yes, uh, Donovan slash O'Donnell. We'll get to that That's, as we go through the show. Austin corrected himself quickly, and I was like, "Is he got an earpiece?" <laughs> but he didn't seem to have an earpiece. I was looking. Was so um, awkward. I'm just surprised we, he was looking at, looking at the ring at points. Me, me and Cam, I think I've got different opinion, opinion on this. I think we'll wait till the end to say oh, yes. Donovan's commentary. We will. We will we do need that. To two two hours and forty five minutes of Art Donovan's contribution to this show to evaluate yep. him in the correct and responsible manner. Now, I'm going to come out with a controversial statement to start the, the review. As a professional journalist, I watched all eight qualifier matches between Raw and Superstars. You maverick. Well, that's, that's quite good. You Now, I was discussing this with Cal, and I think I remember the finishes for all eight um, qualifier all right. matches, but I've not seen them in a long time. Well, I'll run through them very quickly, so... IRS qualified by defeating Scott Steiner on Superstars. Um, a side note to that, IRS came out to uh, the ring and went through the top three tax cheats of the week. Number one nice. was Vince McMahon. I laughed. Beautiful. <laughs> I laughed oh, so the hard. Into that. Uh, Riz and Ron beat Quang in an instant classic on Raw. I think it's the uh, very dangerous Quang, to give him his well, full name. Yes. The... <laughs> As he's labelled on commentary later on tonight. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, Mabel defeated PCO, otherwise known as Quebecer Pierre. Yes. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Thurman Plug, aka Sparky Plug, before he hated life and became hardcore Holly. I think Jeff Plug. Thurman's um, middle name is Butt. Wow. <laughs> okay then. It's, just, it's a root one joke, but it works. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's that is true. That's true. It's straight up there. Um... <laughs> straight up the other end of the field. Bang. Goal. There you go. Drop done. Yeah. Uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett defeated Lex Luger on Superstars. Owen Hart defeated Doink the Evil Clown on Raw. The 1 2 3 Kid eventually beat Adam Bomb. I can't believe, can't believe we missed out Adam Bomb in King of the Ring. What an yep. absolute, what a, the worst timeline we live in. It's ridiculous. I, I believe Quang misfired with his mist. 
<laughs> yes, he did. He missed fired. Je- gentlemen, we can all understand when that happens. It happens yeah, to it happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> and finally, Tatanka qualified by saving us from having Crush in King of the Ring. Oh man, Crush versus Adam Bomb, could you imagine? However, only in the second attempt, um, it was originally announced as Tatanka versus Jimmy Del Rey. Doesn't that sound good? And then it was Crush that went to a double countout, and then we had to endure a, a god awful lumberjack match. It's, door, it which... was fucking atrocious. <laughs> I, I I hated myself for watching it, but I thought I've watched all seven. I'm going to see it through. But yes, Tatanka versus Crush in two consecutive weeks was painful. I also want to mention originally. Owen Hart was going to take on Earthquake in the qualifier, but he was substituted God. by Dunkley. That's it. That's, a, that's an upgrade. Can we make a note for the guy who sings the national anthem, who I've got down here is Ricky Who, lead singer of Blackfoot. <laughs> who the fuck Rick, are they? You mean Ricky Medlock. Oh, thank you. Uh, I was like, does it actually matter during a wrestling pay-per-view or any American sport event how shit someone sings the national anthem? No. Well, because I mean, no one really fucking cares. We suffered through the Almond Brothers on that one Starcade. Yeah. And we all remember Little Richard's mind rendition. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, you know, you could pretty much, as long, I, I think as long as you're not entirely awful to the borderline of being offensive towards the actual anthem, you can basically <laughs> give you, oh, say, can you see? Man? You could just like really. It up and then just like no one cares because they're all busy putting their hand on their heart and then standing to attention. You know what I mean? It's like it's weird. What a perfectly normal country America is. Just to interrupt well, one second, Phil. Phil, when you're editing, cut in the uh, clip from the Naked Gun of Frank Drebin singing the national anthem. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> He's also, as far as I know, the only person who could end the singing of the American National Anthem by screaming, let's get it on, down the microphone. Well, <laughs> I'm sure everyone's doing audio enjoyed peaking that. But you've skipped ahead, Cameron. You've skipped ahead from an important Colosseum video exclusive that we got before oh, this. Oh, I have, I have, I have. Sorry. So we got the introduction video with Todd Pettengill welcoming us to the show, and he shows us the bracket. And we then cut backstage to... The flip chart. They're getting the flip chart out, aren't they? They get the flip chart, and all of a sudden, the eight participants come in and start moving about their names, declaring that they were going to win. Jeff Jarrett sticks his name over the, the King of the Ring icon. Owen Hart comes in. IRS comes in. It's just the giant schmoz and just breaks into chaos. It's remarkably unviolent, though. I'll say that to it. Yeah, they're they're yeah. remarkably polite when they're kind of moving their cards around. There's no kind of elbows or kind of punching starts. No. Well, IRS declares he wants to take on Razor Ramon in the final, but I mean, look at the brackets that's fucking in front of him. It's impossible, I mean. <laughs> yeah. And of course, that's, that's the reason for that is because IRS had the gall to steal Razor Ramon's gold chains. What a bastard. That's how you start a feud. That's <laughs> how you start a feud. That's yes. how you a little, I got a little, because we had the, the, the kind of uh, video promo to begin with after that. I've just a little couple of mm-hmm. notes on that. Uh, they, they mentioned that the uh, the, the uh, Piper versus the King, which will be on the card. And uh, oh. Piper steps into the ring one more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one more was, time, dot, 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 in the WWF. Yeah. yeah. This is, well, not even in the WWF, because he'll be at WrestleMania 12. 
Oh yeah. yeah well. There's a little bit of you see uh, Yokozuna and Crush in a tag team. Uh, oh, God. They, they, they choke some man and literally kill him <laughs> in their double clothesline. They literally kill a man with a double clothesline. Yeah. Sorry, yes. a double chokeslam. I've never seen one done that bad in my entire life. They literally just throw him down I mean, onto his head. You wouldn't get that I, in New Japan. You wouldn't get that in, like, you know, Misawa in the late 90s. what they were going yeah. for, yeah. Just straight down on his head. I think, isn't this where we're getting to peak weight at Yokozuna? Because he does look very big. No, I think he, I think got he does bigger. get bigger. Yeah, we keep Holy shit. <laughs> if only we had someone on the show that might ask his way later. We'll find yeah, out. We'll, we'll find out. It's also yeah. the promo where Piper claims he doesn't retreat and he doesn't surrender. Yeah, but weirdly, he's not been in that film. It makes no sense. We'll, yeah. get, to, we'll get to Piper later on because there, there's, there's, there's an amazing segment involving him. <laughs> then they describe it as the most regal of knights. But it can't possibly yep. be, be, be the most regal of knights because William Regal's not on the card. That's a good it's point. Not that w, yeah. It's not that That's regal, is it? Good point. Thank Maybe you. Um, yeah, he will be. Too busy wrestling Steamboat in WCW, breaking his neck and taking 30 years to realise? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. What, a, what in Steve Regal? Post-destruction of America the Beautiful, we cut to our announced team where they're discussing who's going to win. Art Donovan is choosing Razor Ramon, even though I'm, I'm quite sure he doesn't realise who he is. <laughs> No, I think he knows. He knows. Well, uh, he knows. He's a good. He's, he's, straighted. he's straightened. Not even a pause. He could have been really. He could have made like a really embarrassing choice and just said, "I think Mabel's going to win." As if that had ever fucking happened. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> as if. <laughs> yeah, Cal, what a stupid pick that would be. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I know Savage is choosing Diesel to beat Hart in the main event, avoiding the question. Well done, yes. uh, Savage. We're then told that the King of the Ring tournament works as follows. The first round matches are 50 minutes, the semi-finals are 30 minutes, and the final is going to be a grueling one-hour time limit. Spoiler, we don't even get past 15 minutes. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't get past 10. <laughs> no. <laughs> can you imagine, though, can you imagine if during a King of the Ring tournament, the final went the full 60 minutes and then just declared it a draw? <laughs> <laughs> Can you, you come back tomorrow night? night. Come back yeah. tomorrow night on Raw. <laughs> oh like... God! It's a nitro move if I ever saw one. Yeah, that'd be amazing. We've got past all that. We go to our opening first round match in the King of the Ring tournament. It is Bam Bam Bigelow with Luna Vachon versus Razor Ramon. And the first thing I want to say is, I loved the video board they have, where it's the sort of the Saturday night's main event graphics that they would have. Oh, it kind of goes off to one side. You see their faces yeah. on the side of the screen. Yeah, that was cool. Although like yeah, that, a... that production was good, but then when they opened like the thing when they when Bamrock came, they only opened one of the doors because it's like a weird kind of like there's two guys opening the doors for them to come out through mm. the to the ramp right? But they only opened one door and it just just completely reminded me, you know, in um Botchamania when they could be, they do that it's Taz bit. Yeah. And the door opens and the Impulipa comes out. It just reminded me of that straight away. <laughs> that's, that's I just really had good. like it's Taz in my head. So Razor Ramon comes down to the ring and as an absolute bastard he throws a toothpick at Luna. What did she do to deserve that? That was just like She's sort of screaming in his face, is she not? That's no reason to throw a toothpick at her. Uh, Toothpicks are good. It's quite unhygienic can to be fair. It is, to be fair, yeah, sorry. But like ninety four, um I know like, you know, WWF gets like a you know, the early nineties gets like a lot kicking for like a lot of crap that it did, but Bam Bam and Razor in a match, that's quite a tasty proposition laid out in front of us here. I mean, that's just a shame they get what brilliant. How long did they get? Five minutes? No, eight minutes. This match goes for. So it's not. It's like a good feud with these two would have been awesome. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's the fact that Bam Bam is so athletic. 
Oh yeah, he's amazing. Like, this oh, is, yeah. is this kind of peak Bam Bam physically, physically wise? I would say he's be run probably more so. Well, what he he main events WrestleMania the following year. No, oh, that would be crazy. I mean, next you got to tell when he's he's a main event with a football player or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It was just stupid <laughs> ideas like that. Yeah, that never happened. But uh, yeah, we we need to, and as I say, we'll evaluate art at the end. But uh, art's opening line on commentaries, I can't even stand to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> which is a problem. Which is a belter. I'm gonna I'm gonna very lead now. Like a lot of the show is famous off because of art's interjections. What we'll come to during mm-hmm. the show. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh Christ, here we go. Thinking like I'm thinking like some of the bad commentary about in the past. But then like we uh, I think Luna's on one side of the ring and he, uh, Art's just like What's the girl over there screaming at? And it just absolutely slayed me. I had to pause it, I had to wipe my eyes and kind yeah, of go yeah. into the kitchen. I, I will take a little minute to... to kind of compose myself. I do uh, have that it has as well. Absolutely did me in. I can't tell you why this has absolutely did me in. As we'll mention at the end, I think me and I'll be the same opinion. Art has an arc throughout this entire show, <laughs> right? And we will detail the stages. Okay. I think this. I've got no comment on the match. I've just got loads of art comments written down. Oh yeah, I had about ten by the time I got to two pages. <laughs> uh, I've also got Gorilla. Is he dead? Yes. I thought the poor guy was dead. Now they both are. What happens next? What happens now? Yep. It's just yep. oh god. The the well, main part of this match is that Bam Bam completely kind of like kills Razor. Uh, yeah. Razor comes back into it. Bam Bam elbows his way out of the Razor's edge. He misses a moonsault, and yeah. after that, Razor rolls him up for a three. This was a great. The, the crowd were absolutely crazy for Razor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But we he are was in the big, song, big still... face, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. He, oh, he, yeah, he yeah, came yeah. in originally as a heel. Then I think he hmm. he got beat by the one, two, three kids or. Lightning Kid or whatever Sean Morton was called that night. Yeah. And then he seemed to be sort of a heel. He almost kind of had a very, very slow face turn out of that. Mm. Which is He's kind of made pals with the kid, didn't he, sort of thing. Were they throwing together in a tag team or something? Or something along those kind of lines? I feel like that was done. It was all a, they were feuding with Ted DiBiase at the time. Of the yeah. Is that not when, like, one, two, three kid turned heel? No, that was the following. That was the... the that was. This is when DBOC was still a wrestler. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember. So, it was like a million dollar corporation thing or something. Uh, the, with the finish, the way, because the Bam Bam's going up for the moonsault and uh, Razor gets him in a roll up from the top ropes. It's kind of like a powerbomb slash pin thing. It was quite cool. Yeah, it was really, really cool. And I actually forget how tall Razor Ramon was. He's a tall man. Taking that Razor's yeah. edge must not have been very fun. No, no. Yeah, but... he's, a, he's a gangly dude. He's got a lot of <laughs> leg on him. <laughs> He's got a lot of leg. Yes, he does. Yeah. So we cut backstage to Todd Pettengill interviewing Mabel and IRS. This this entire backstage segment was a disaster because IRS clearly doesn't know what his lines are meant to be because he falls over his own place. words. Then I'm going to get Razor Ramon and I hope Tatanka makes it to the finals because this is the last time he'll have to face IRS. I'm taking him out too. I'll see you in the ring. I just want to do some things here. So okay. Mabel's promo was you're never ever gonna pin me. Um, five minutes later, uh, IRS wins by pinfall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good foreshadowing there. <laughs> What's that? Yes. Um, is, uh, I'll, I'll point out later when we get to the end of this match. By the way, Mabel was robbed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you. Well, it's all right. They make it up next year. Don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get like they want to kind of like. Maybe it's too soon for Mabel, but the way they kind of get to that, get to getting him out of the competition is like, come on, 
Can we not? Yeah, it's very shitty. It's very shitty because IRS, like you think, oh, you know, he's a he's a solid wrestler. He's really good, but he seems to be just completely off all night. It was really weird. Yeah, I think it was just well, an off night. The only the only promos that I- IRS has is that he walks the ring and just ends every sentence with the words "tax cheat." That's what <laughs> I mean. Yeah, you could do that over there. And all the people in the building over here, you tax cheat. You buzz the tax cheat. You over there up on the balcony, tax cheat. I'm sorry, Cameron. IRS is not the next incarnation of Arlene Ladd because that's exactly what you just did there. <laughs> it just feels that way because that's all you can <laughs> tax cheats. But then, but then it's, it's all saved because IRS is coming to the ring. And here comes Art. See, is that one of the wrestlers? He looks like he a businessman. Businessman. He's right. <laughs> you know. In a way, he's right. I've got down here, um, Oscar could be the acclaimed granddad. Oh my God, Oscar is <laughs> incredible. Susan so, yeah. Mabel. What happened to Mo? Thing. When does Mo come into it? Mo's injured, Mo's, isn't he? I think he's injured at the minute, yeah. Is he? Yeah, All right, yeah. is that why Oscar's Because isn't it like just... they do the heel turn and then Mabel, uh, Mo's like, I don't want to be in the, I don't want to be a heel and he quits. I think that's how Something like that, that, yeah. Uh, no, no, they're not Oscar. Oscar, the one that. Oscar, oh, yeah, Oscar's the hype man, isn't he? Do you yeah. not remember right. Sir Moore? I mean, come on. That's true. I do apologise. I must have blanked that from my mind. Mabel's entrance is quite spectacular. One of, yes. Somewhere a young yeah. Max Caster watched this. Yep. And thought, wouldn't it be really fun if I could get a microphone and wrap my way to the ring? That would be so good. If I could grow up to be man on the mission. This is the first uh, bringing up of how much does that guy weigh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. first one. Which Ding. is fantastic. Put it on the I scoreboard. Have, I have kept track of this. At the end of every single match, I've got the updated how much does this man weigh count. <laughs> right, okay. Is it Sam that says Mabel has been reading the book of wrestling? It's like, well, I fucking hope so. <laughs> is this a, a, a beginning year? Because like, Mabel's taking Iris a bit apart, isn't he? And he's, he's kind of like... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a small package, which was definitely a three count. I don't care oh, what anybody else says. I, I have got 2.99999 in my notes. <laughs> Just ridiculous. I, uh, uh, yeah, I think um, Mabel struggled to obviously get up off a small package. You reckon? It nearly ended you disastrously. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Bad. But ironically, that would have been better than the actual finish. When like IRS, what oh. whilst not putting no weight on Mabel's shoulders, puts his feet on the rope and gets and secures the three counts. It was his hand. He's got his his hand wrapped around the rope. When Mabel is still flopping around the place and falling off the top turnbuckle, <laughs> and his shoulders are not on the mat, Mabel no, was because... When like IRS carries like a steel briefcase to the ring, no one thought, couldn't he just waffle in with a briefcase? Well, or maybe just like some kind of DQ finish or something to kind of not have IRS kind of embarrass himself in this manner. The thing is, of the two of them, IRS kind of blows up first. That gun man is. I agree. (laughs) Maybe he wore like a a too thick a shirt. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe, but you know, this is a guy who's wrestling like black shoes, slacks, and a shirt and braces. But he mm. was like, oh my god, he's like gonna go and he's proper got a sweat on right from the start. Some more art quotes. Um early in the match, well before the match starts, Art is asking, quote, is this the way he's gonna wrestle with all his clothes on? Spicy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um he also asks Savage and Gorilla, quote, Do you two do you two guys enjoy doing this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's a fair question. Like, why would you want to do it? Why, why would you do this? Because Art seems to be like, like the kind of thread through these early matches, like Art trying to be like pals with Savage and asking like j- asking them like genuine questions about the business. Like, why, why are you doing this? And by the end, they're actively ignoring him. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's quite sweet at the beginning. Like Art, Art's like Joey, just like taking an interest in asking questions. Uh, Gorilla comes out with a very mean comment regarding Mabel. Uh, quote: Mabel flattening his back like a beached whale. 
That's a low blow. Come on, Gorilla. Especially come Gorilla. Speaking of arts uh, witticisms, uh, there is a moment, and I have it in my notes here, and I'm thinking, did I hear this right? Because at one point, Art says, with regards to Mabel, he could hunt a bear with a switch. Yes, I did hear that. A switch what? Does he mean knife? Not a switchblade. Is it like a switch, like a kind of um, stick to hit people with? I'm sure I remember that being part of a Richard Pryor sketch. Remember them switches? Right, you used to have to go get off the tree yourself and take them leaves like that. I see them trees today. I will kill one of them motherfuckers. I will stop the car and say, wait, hold it. Yeah, listen, yeah. Mm -hmm. You ain't never going to grow up. You won't be beating nobody's ass. Does Does he not mean a modern Nintendo product? Wee. Yes. Yeah. Just, yep. just throwing um, joy cons at an angry bear. There you go. A switch is a flexible rod which is typically used for corporal punishment. Oh, there you go. Right. You know. Okay. Right. So I think that's probably, I think it's like a kind of like American thing. So that might be where it's kind oh, of. This is a guy who was in, born in 1920s New York. I don't think he's going to be like, you know, a stranger. I imagine he. He probably played that game like the hoop and the stick, you know, running yeah, down the yeah. running down the sweet, yeah, playing yeah. stickball, <laughs> playing yeah, stickball down in the boroughs. That's a very bad um, New York accent. We'll just move Thank on. You. Uh, I appreciate, I appreciate, I appreciate your comments, you. Thank you. Back to Coliseum video exclusives. We've got Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji backstage discussing strategy with Yokozuna and Crush. Whoa, whoa. I you see discussing strategy. I just heard shouting. I didn't hear any strategy coming out. What's the matter with you? Help me get in here. You guys ever on time in your life? Let me explain something to you. Out of the goodness of our hearts, we're giving Coliseum Home Video a rare opportunity, the chance of a lifetime, to see the next World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions preparing for their big match tonight, and you almost spoil it by not getting here on time. Mr. Fuji's got them all prepared. He's been leading the training, and he's trained champions, and he's made legends for a long time, and tonight's going to be no different when we beat those head shriggers for the belts. Right, Mr. Fuji? Very true, Mr. Cornette. <laughs> Yokozuna, crush tonight is the head shriggers. That head shankered. I won the World Wrestling Federation taking belt. I'm on both for you. You hear me? Tonight, we will be the new champions. Oh, yeah, we're going to have the gold. That's right. Now, get out of here, because we got some different strategies to prepare, and we don't feel like having you involved in it. Get out of here. Jim Cornette, in this period of time, when he was the Yokozuna's American spokesperson, was mm. absolute gold. Yep. Uh, all Fuji said was he, he wanted the belts for his team. Makes sense to me. Makes sense, yeah. Yep. And uh, the segment ends with Jim finally having enough of the cameras and kicking them out. And I just wrote, Jim kicks out the whole crew before Yokozuna eats the camera. <laughs> he probably could do. Well, yes. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big man at this point of his life. He's, he's a large gentleman. Uh, we move on to our third King of the Ring first round match, Tatanka versus my hero, Owen Hart. Well, if he's a hero or you win, this might be the pit of view for you. <laughs> <laughs> well. No, I'm just trying to, think, trying to get some thoughts together back to Tanker, because obviously he was quite a... Uh, he pushed him a fair bit. He had a big unbeaten streak, didn't he, when he first came in? Oh, yeah, yeah. and then Ludwig Borger ended that. Yeah, good old Ludwig Borger. Ludwig Borger ends on an episode of Superstars, I remember. He right. does, yes, I think that's they right. saved that for, like, a pay-per-view to Tanker. No, no, clearly not. He'd pop that rating camera. Hmm. He was just kind of like a... Kind of punchy that he was never anything kind of. I don't remember him being any kind of any any of his matches standing out in my mind, but he was just 
he had a connection to the audience, I remember, but that was, that was about it for Tatanka. I mean, yeah, pretty much. He was a Native American stereotype, like I think... most WWF characters at this point. Yeah. Yeah, well, pretty much. We're heading towards that sort of main peak cartoon version of the WWF time. So it's, yeah, there was a lot of like, you know, his heritage and all that kind of thing. But yeah, the Tatanka thing, I don't know if it didn't quite like settle enough being a sort of, you know, the UK audience. We were always a bit like kind of going, oh, he's an Indian. Oh, nice. Yeah, can we cheer it? Is it a bit racist? I'm not sure. Yeah, now <laughs> it looks a bit weird looking back. So but looking, I think um, what just kind of clicked then was that clearly like his best feed was with Rick Martel. That's 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 peak to tanker. Mm. When he stole his feathers and like sprayed him with uh, his um, what was it called? Oh, what was arrogance. This? Arrogance, yes. yeah. Sprayed it with arrogance and all sorts. Apparently, intestinal fortitude is worth more than weight. Good to mm-hmm. know. That's good wrestling advice. Uh, and this is that's the point where we discovered that Art Donovan, amongst the many loves of his life, he's really he's really careful about the ring posts because they get quite a use in this match, and he's very concerned about the ring posts, not the people getting smashed into them. No, because that you know, steel's expensive. You know what I mean. You can replace a wrestler, but replacing a sting a ring post is going to cost way more money. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course, of course. We have these two guys who make great linebackers. Again, we go back to last <laughs> month and me saying I have no idea what any position is in American football. Uh, so I don't know what a linebacker even does. They they're, um, they're on the back of the line. Are the they? The line, the line right. of players there at the back. They they line the back. They yes. line the backs. Have they got uh-huh. lines down <clears> their backs? Depends on the kit. Okay, fair enough. There's a you cut away during this match to IRS and Razor Ramon having an argument in the back. Yeah, we we get a what very. I thought I liked it. We get a picture, picture of um, IRS being very upset with Razor and Razor being very upset with him. He's found yeah. out that he's not been paying his taxes. You see, he's <laughs> yeah. been sitting he's there going through it all. Uh, and that's go. exactly what's happened. I think it's written down. The, 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 there's a reference to the Doinkster during this match. I assume from Grilla Monsoon. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I assume Monsoon yeah. as there was one. The Doinkster. The Doinkster. I'm guessing that that's got to be face Doink by this point. Then, if he's, if he's oh, called him well Doinkster, into face, well into face Doink. Yeah. You wouldn't have called heel Doink Doinkster, would you? I wouldn't have done that. No, no chance. No. And then uh, there's a there's a sleeper, and then we get to tanker to tank. To tank it to tanks up, tanking up. <laughs> See, I was struggling what to call it as well. I'd, it's like to tank Indians up, which sounds really racist. <laughs> that, sounds, um, that sounds really bad. That's why we, <laughs> I just stuck to to tank it. Just use his name. I thought we were going to do that thing of like he's communicating with his his the spirits of his ancestors. Oh, he's no. warriors of his tribal class. We're, we're getting into Papa Shango territory when the Ultimate Warrior was apparently using good voodoo to defeat the bad voodoo of Papa Shango. But the tank is not Brave Star, though, is he? He's not doing like you know, Strength of the Bear or Eyes of the Hawk oh. or whatever, is he? He's just. He may as well be. That would have been uh, a better I, gimmick. I would have taken that. I would have awesome. applauded Phil for putting a Brave Star reference into this podcast. <laughs> I'll just do this. <laughs> Phil, this uh, note for you in the editing. Cut in the music right now. Speed of the Puma! Puma. Strength for the bear, speed of the Puma! 
I remember. I think I remember renting it out from the video shop. Um, but like the rental video was like a special puffy case, and you push a button and it all Ooh. lit up on the front of the box. Oh, it was amazing. Nice. That's a fancy. I don't remember. But, but when you took it to the counter and you rented it. They took that away and gave you like the crappy store case. Oh, oh, nice. No, no, no. Oh, that, that one, the, the the good one. Give me that one though. Yeah, the crappy no, that, one. that was just a teaser. Yeah. Yes. Jesus. Oh well. I remember renting the Ewoks from my local blockbuster. Oh bless. bless you returning it back very quickly through the window. No. <laughs> <laughs> just just throwing it through the window. I hate this film. <laughs> <laughs> So this is this this match ends with Tanka trying to do a sunset flip, kind of failing, and Hart just sits down to get the three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Top rope tomahawk for two count. Uh, Tanka uh, gets a power slam for a two count. Uh, Owen versus a sunset flip by just basically putting his weight down on um, Tanka's legs, and he ends up pinning him for three. More people should do that. Yeah. Did nobody realize the the cleverness of that finish? Now I liked it. I re- I liked it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Where, where, where might you have seen that finish before? Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe WrestleMania. It's 10. not the um, Bret Hart Bulldog finish. At SummerSlam, it is, is the it? it's the Bret Hart Bulldog finish from SummerSlam. There you yes. go. Hey. There you go. He's always stealing from his brother, isn't he, Owen Hart? But doing it <laughs> better. <laughs> I just, I just love the fact that Owen is playing this, the, the petulant brother who is feels he's always in the shadow of his big brother Bret, but. Yeah. He knows the fact he's heart, wearing like the proper heart. heart foundation gear, like the proper big <laughs> heart foundation gear, and he's still yeah. coming out to his face music as well, like the proper high yeah. energy music. It's like, yes, come on. So we cut backstage to Todd Pettengill interviewing Shawn Michaels and Diesel about the upcoming WWF title match. We get a recap of Diesel murdering Brett with a jackknife on Raw. Um, yeah, that looked rough. Yeah, that did not look like There fun. wasn't a lot of give in that ring when he hits that deck. No. 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 Yeah, and it's uh, a long H- way up. <laughs> yep. Uh, HBK acts like an asshole, pretending he's uh, upset about heart and heart. Diesel says he's got two words for heart. Jackknife. Then proceeds to talk more. Well done. Liar. Isn't, isn't that one word, jackknife, though? Yeah, I was thinking that. It's, it's Diesel. Like, I'm willing to give him a like pass. A hyphen at best, but yeah, we'll move on. It's his best mate who's going to come down. He's called Jack. Knife. He's going to come down. He's going to. Oh, I see. There must have been a wrestler in the called Jack Knife. There must have been. Probably. He must. He's got. He's got to have a crocodile Dundee gimmick, hasn't he? He's got. That's he not got... a knife. This is <laughs> That's a knife. A knife. <laughs> that would have played so well in the eighties, wouldn't it? That would have been oh, amazing. God. Jack oh, Knife. God. Here he comes. <laughs> Jack Knife so what... debuts on Superstars next week. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, see, they could have given Skinner that. They could have just given Skinner that, you know. Could have given yeah. Skinner anything would have been better. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bizarre oh, gimmicks, uh, Double J versus the One Two Three Kid. 
I love this incarnation of Jeff Jarrett. I was saying to Cameron before we started. The fact that Jeff Jarrett is doing pretty much the exact same gimmick in 2023 is insane. It is really, isn't it? The kind of current Jeff Jeff Jarrett gimmick he's doing. It's like, yeah, he's just gone full circle back to the beginning. It's it's the shithead glasses. It's the hat. It's the whatever the hell his tights are. I have no idea. He's just a hateable person and it's wonderful. Yeah. Although, as Art points out, he's not as big as some of these other fellas. Oh. No, neither of them are. Neither of them are. They're both neither smaller. Are. Neither are. No. Uh, and I've put down here, you forget how small Sean Waltman was. Oh my he god, I wrote tiny, I, I, My notes are baby X Pac comes to the ring. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it is like when you kind of go back, like you kind of realize, like, I, I know they talk about, you know, Brett and Sean did a lot of the kind of the, the quote small guy in, in, uh, in the wrestling business. But like putting one, two, three kid out there, him getting like an actual push, him getting like involved in feuds mm. and matches, like that is like it was insane. But like, especially at the time, like because like he did. I remember. I'm sure I watched the match when he what when he beat Razor, and yep. it's like he looked no different from the kind of usual jobber guy at all. Yeah, but, why it was such a surprise? He looked like exactly, yeah, scrawny. You know, Razor would in any setting absolutely kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly, but seeing like that kind of start of that, basically, like the whole thing starts with him, doesn't it? Like him and like you know the impact he had as as like that different kind of style of wrestler was insane. Really, kind of go yeah. back and see, see him literally surrounded by giants, and like he, to realize the impact he made. It was He's insane. There. At one point, Gorilla Monsoon calls it the fact that the, the previous evening there was the WWF Hall of Fame dinner. Uh, my next note is: I wonder if Yoko was there. <laughs> Just eating the whole buffet. He's probably still there. Yeah. I also wrote down as well. Um, I assume I'm pretty sure then that it was one, two, three kids started the whole kick pad trend. Yes, I'm glad you wrote that down because um, he he starts off with some really brutal kicks and eventually Jeff goes, "Okay, I've had quite enough of this," and it whips mm. him so hard into the the buckle. It's oh yeah, it's a horrible hard, noise, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fast paced match right here. Irish whip all oh, hard into that turnbuckle. But yeah, wearing the kick pads as like his uh, in his ring outfit. I'm like, I'm guessing some guys did it beforehand, but it really seemed like that's like year zero for kick pads. Then everybody has kick pads by like the early mm. mid 2000s. Although, like, yeah. I was googling yeah. around, like, um, I was like wondering, like, was he the first? And it is pretty much him the first. But then someone else yeah. pointed out that like um, Randy Orton is one of the only wrestlers to have gone through his career only wearing trunks. Well, I mean, the man barely does anything in his matches, so, you know, I, yeah. I don't blame him. He's never him. worn trousers. Like, everyone at some point has switched to wearing trousers. Hogan did. Um, well, I mean, CM Punk wore trousers. I mean, that uh, Macho effort, Man did. So why would Warrior Randy did. Do that? But Randy Orton's always been in trunks. Eh. Always been in trunks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Little, 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 little point there. Okay, I will move on. Wicked. So basically, 1-2-3 gets the upset win, and then... Jeff Jarrett just goes thermonuclear on this small boy. He <laughs> on this child. annihilates him. Did three pile drivers? Three pile drivers, three top rope, what, three second rope fist drops, I think? I, I couldn't tell their fist they drops look, elbow drops. I think you would start with the fist drops and then with the pile drivers. That's why I kind of read no, it, because they look way the less worse drivers. than the, uh, the pile drivers. At uh, this point, Art says they're going to call out the Marines because the refs <laughs> are absolutely useless. Oh, bless though. Art did see, he seemed genuinely concerned about them during this match. Like, he seemed like oh, really worried get, about like, them getting through it. Driven on his head three times. <laughs> yeah, I'll say so, nasty. you know. Uh, the crowd are 
are th- like thermal nuclear at this point. They are not happy actually. with Double J, are they? No, they are not as great. They are not happy. And he's sucking up. It's good quite nice. Yep. So, of course, the, the dilemma now is, will 1-2-3 kid be able to make his semi-final match? We'll find out soon. First um, of all, we've got to have an advert for the new generation. Yes, who we're watching. Thanks. <laughs> well, the- <laughs> I did. I discussed with you before we uh, we started recording with this. Uh, in my head, I would have had the new generation adverts down as being like a six month period around about this time. Mm. But what the irony is of the night is the fact that Macho is on commentary, and he would be the butt of the major campaign for new generation stuff when they did the Huckster yeah. and um, the Natural, Natural Man, Man videos from Ted's War Bunker. Like two years after this, yeah, yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? Of, well, even just maybe a year, the '95 that started because they 96. show Hulk, don't they? There's like they show, yeah. they show like some old wrestlers with some like old timey silent, silent film music, and it's is it Hulk, Andre, Iron Sheik. And I wasn't sure who the third guy was. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew who the other guy was in the. Yeah, track. I saw it, but I can't remember now who it was. I have to remember the car. Then I show like an old car. Yeah, like yeah, an old car, like an old plane. Like falling apart. Yeah. And then these like old four wrestlers. I don't think it was Sam, but I don't think it was Bruno. It was somebody else, but I couldn't place who it was. But yeah, Hulk Andre. It and was in WCW. Um, it's not Roddy Piper as well? <laughs> Duggan, <laughs> no. no, it wasn't Duggan. It seemed like someone someone older than that. It might have been like, um, like Don, Don Morocco, maybe some, maybe some of that kind of era. But yeah, Somewhere they kind of like yeah. quite pointedly stick Hulk in with the old wrestlers, I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was totally. I mean, this was, I think, was the very month he'd signed for WCW. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, this is like quite fresh. Oh, <laughs> the, the pain is and still. As I'm busy. gonna discuss now. He didn't sign for WCW. Oh. The Samovar Trophy signed for WCW. There you go. Oh, oh, and Hulk Hogan just went along with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. And then I put down. Uh, oh, speaking of the new generation, here's Bret Hart from the eighties. <laughs> well, yeah. I still maintain the WWF winged eagle belt is the best championship belt they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's the best no version. No debate yeah. at this point. No, it's it's just perfect. So they replay the jackknife from Raw. Hart mm-hmm. claims that's the most painful thing he's ever experienced. Uh, I would agree. He gets a bit confused between overestimating and underestimating. First mistake is overestimating me. Wait, hang on. <laughs> almost is that the how words work? I'm not sure. If you had half the brain I did, we'd be fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I have half the brain that you have. <laughs> Such a great promo. God bless Sid Vicious. God bless. <laughs> and Todd tries to get who the family member that will be accompanying Hart to the ring, and Hart continues to be a big, big cock tease. So, <laughs> it is he, now he time. He was known for that during his, during his career, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. <laughs> Now, now me and Cam have discussed this this alternate timeline. Uh-huh. Now, actually, we might save it for later on, but remember, on commentary, Monsoon discusses it could be Bruce, it could be Keith, it could mm-hmm. be even Stu Hart, who's the, um, the person <laughs> coming down. And it is Father's mm-hmm. Day, so it made us all the sense in the world. <laughs> now, now, as a kid, uh, I was 13 when I watched this, I was convinced it was Bulldog. Convinced this was the return of Ooh, the Bulldog. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that that, that's, sense, what yeah. I, that's what I thought it was. It's got to be. Okay. Who else but could it be? Got to be the Bulldog, yep. But before we get to whoever Hart's um, mystery partner is, we get the point where Art does not realise that HBK is a wrestler. 
<laughs> he asks. He asks. I think he asks Savage, going, "Who's that guy with Diesel?" It's like that's Shawn Michaels. It's like, oh, is he a wrestler? <laughs> I just wrote "fucking hell" is my next note. <laughs> God bless. God bless him. But it's now time. The mystery opponent, like mystery opponent, the mystery um, partner of Bret Hart is the one and only Jim the Anvil Nightheart, who looks absolutely enormous. He does look quite he's, big. He's a beefy lad, isn't he? Going back to me watching this at the time, I was like, I was upset it wasn't Bulldog, but I'm like, this guy will do fine. This yeah. guy will do fine. He's, he's, yeah. he's the Anvil. We'll take the he's, anvil. He's Bret's old tag team partner. Because at the yep. time, I didn't realise they were related at the time. I, did, I knew Davy Boy was brother-in-laws of Brett, but I didn't know mm. the Anvil was. And it's like, oh yeah. my god, yeah. Yeah, he'll yeah. do very nicely. Well, we'll find out how that goes. Uh, I think Gorilla comes up this line. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this one. This is going to be a classic. I think classic has been too kind. This match oh, went I think, twenty I odd don't minutes. Think so. uh, no, I, I thought it was a really decent match. I think. I think it's really decent. I felt it went a little bit too long. Hmm. Um, oh, but what well, one thing? No, it's oh. a decent enough. It's fine length. It's fine length. That's okay. amazing. I've heard that before. But anyway, I know, uh, yeah, out, out of context, that makes seem a bit odd. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, one thing I do want to put forward because this rewinds back to our last show. Here you have Kevin Nash in the ring, mm-hmm. and this he, 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 he's done the big time. I mean, you know, a few years prior, he was wrestling as fucking Oz, um, Master Blaster, <laughs> whatever it was, was. Um, yeah. Vinny Vegas, Jobbers Horus. You know, his career's going nowhere, <laughs> and, and here he is. He, 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 he's reached it. He, he's essentially in a big title match against Bret Hart in a WF pay per view. This, he's made it. He's, he obviously would stay at the top for quite a long time, but he's finally got to the top of all that bollocks of dancing with fucking lions and scarecrows and whatever other yeah. bollocks and stupid joke shop <laughs> masks and and that. You know, here he is. He's he's done it. So, he's made it. So, yeah. And now he's cosplaying a truck. <laughs> yeah, well, he may be cosplaying Optimus a truck, Prime. but it, it's it's better than nothing. He is also uh, the champion. He is indeed. Yep. He did. He is born for it. And I'm going to say yeah. there's something very controversial here. Oh, I really like his horn music. I know it's just a it's horn going. That's not controversial. Mar, mar. But for a heel, though, it's great. It's just like yeah. a drone noise yeah, coming out of the ring. It's in point. Tugboat. His music was just a horn. I think because he, um, uh, he was a literal boat, wasn't he? I like yeah. diesels. I like diesels. He's definitely not the finished product at this point, is he? He's still like along the way. He's not, and I think, he's, yeah. But that, that's why Sean's there. Sean's there to do the talking. Yeah. But he does like hold his own on the other side of Brett, you know. Like I know Brett's oh, yeah. like, you know, Brett makes every oh. carries every, every single match he does, he's into greatness because he's Brett Hart. <laughs> but <laughs> as as we know, as but, we like, know, yeah. Still got like you still got you still got to carry it on his side. He does that quite a lot. Like this. Oh yeah. One of my favorite bits was um, there's a bit where I think he goes to catch Bret Hart in the in like in midair, but kind of didn't. Misses it a little bit, stumbles and goes yeah, for the and he sort of but then falls like over. deadlifts him up like from the mm. ground straight up back up into the end, kind of carries on. I think yeah, it's like you can kind of tell like his instincts are all in the right place to kind of where to go yeah. and what to do in the ring. I think he just didn't plant himself right, and then Brett came off, and he just sort of rather than rolling his ankle, he just sort of fell down. But then he just saw yeah. on the fly, right? I'm going to save this, and like you say, just deadlifts him up and completes the spot. It's, it's really impressive. Floor, yeah. Mm. Yeah, can I can I point out the the best monsoon and Art Donovan exchange of the night is right in this match. Go for it. Sure, can. It's the moment that Monsoon says, 
it's David versus Goliath, and we all know what happened in that story. And Art <laughs> just hits him back with, yeah, he hit him with a rock. <laughs> fucking Art Donovan, ladies and gentlemen. I, I howl. Absolutely howl. <laughs> <laughs> like like Phil said before, that was my moment for pausing it and having to wipe tears from my eyes. <laughs> Honestly, there's a few times like a proper kind of like like an old dad kind of like slapping at the knee. Yeah, just kind of like it's <laughs> great, and it comes out of bloody nowhere. Just had to go outside, look at the sky for me for a few minutes, and compose myself before I came back in. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you get like you get some kind of, you get the kind of classic heart spots he gives us the kind of chest spurs into the turnbuckle that always oh, yeah, looks he, and he sounds so nasty it. he does it backwards and frontways in this match as well there's two yeah he gets a couple of real nasty ones absolutely levels him into these corners and he just breathes yeah. off it it's yeah. it's amazing the the, the turnbuckles that just explode because they've been getting awfully abused this entire show we get one exposed. Yeah. The HBK gets up and exposes one. Yep, he does. And then that sounds bad out of context. Stars, yes, it's the night before. It seems like it, but obviously it's like it's Chekhov's turnbuckle <laughs> because Diesel gets it instead. Yep, exactly, exactly. He does. And then um, uh, what I quite like as well. There's another bit I, I like from Art is like he keeps calling HBK and um, Anvil the the, the the seconds. The seconds, yes. Because clearly it's boxing is his reference, so he just works on that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You know, that's okay. Oh, seconds. But always used to be like managers or valets, aren't we? They never, they never get called by like seconds by like Monsoon or um, Jesse Ventura or someone on commentary. They've always been, been called managers, aren't they? I, I let so that go. That's the worst thing came up with. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. Gorilla gets really upset at one point when the referee's counting while Diesel's in a figure four by Brett. His shoulders Stop are on the, the mat, and then the ref starts the count and Gorilla berates the poor ref. I'm like, his shoulders were down, you fuck. Yeah, but I've, I've always had this debate, right? There's no oh, we go. pin attempt at that. There is no weight pushing the shoulders down. It's just that he's lying down. But by the so rules of wrestling, if your shoulders are to the mat and he's in a vulnerable position, that's your count as a pin. But it's not a pin because you're not on top of him. But his legs are kind of... Cute. His legs pushing him down. It's a submission hold. He can tap. You don't do pinfalls in a figure four. Ice, Jesus. You know? Mr. Aggressive albeit, over there. Got a little albeit, bit I'm willing to admit that if my rules were in place, Ric Flair's last match would probably still be going on now. <laughs> well, no, he would have actually died in the ring. Yeah, so he would have actually died. He would have yes, been well, yeah. called dead. Either he would have died or someone would have taken him out with a gun. One of the two. But either way, he would not have got <laughs> out of that ring. Jesus. Well, on the subject of people that want to be taken out with a gun, the finish to this match <laughs> is Brett's pal, the Anvil, gets him DQ'd. <laughs> this makes no sense. It's so weird. No. They don't even hint at it. But I, I just want to mention that one of my favourite bits earlier is when um, H, uh, Shawn Michaels tries to interfere. And he's like, he's like up on the second rope. And mm. he gets punched by heart, and he just kind of flies up into the roof of the arena. I have got this. Like, that is the loudest pop of this entire show. Yeah, it's like, wow. He goes so high. Wallied off the apron. It's like, I may not be in this match, but I'm still in this yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it might, this, I'm going to get the best is, bump of the match. This is very much pre Brett and Sean properly hating each other, isn't it? Yes. They were still, yeah. they were still yeah. willing to work together at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, is it Brett refuses to drop to Sean? Yes. I've got that right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's before that point where that kind of properly 
messes up the relationship even more than it already has to, has been. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the moment how apparently it is it, mainly because Sean said he wouldn't um, if it was the other way around he wouldn't have dropped the belt to Brett mm. in like his hometown and things like that. Whereas Brett was like willing to sort of like drop it somewhere, but then Sean went, oh, "I wouldn't do the same thing." To you. And then, of course, Sean was supposed to drop it at WrestleMania 13 and then had a magic knee injury. Yeah, yes. exactly. exactly. He's good at that. Yeah. Um, also, I did check Bret Hart's book, by the way, for any comment on this match. And there's not really a lot. He doesn't say a lot about this match at all. Um, I must imagine. Look out to him. Is it the one, uh, the next one they have? Um, is it Survivor Series or Survivor Series one? Yeah, he has a lot more to say about that one. Is that the one that's got the table bump in it? That's on the yeah, table yeah. bump and uh, Mad Dog, Mad Dog for Sean's leg. Yeah, no, that's good friends, better enemies. That one is it? Not Shawn Michaels with the leg. Oh, yeah, Shawn Michaels yes, with the leg. Yeah. Oh, so easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. But yeah, this is that because Anvil comes in. He kind mm-hmm. of he he messes up. I think he hits Diesel, and then the referee trips Anvil out after the like, <laughs> pretty much after the DQ points. Yeah. So Anvil it's... then, accepting being thrown out by the referee, walks to the back whilst his best friend and family member is just getting absolutely waffled in the ring. But one thing is, they, they, they obviously Diesel hit the jackknife. Now I yep. think Bret Hart was done. I think Bret Hart was beat. I think we had a new champion and Anvil comes in and saves the title for him. Well, yeah, but, uh, and... but then gets tricked out. Well, it's, it's the way that he does that and then he just sort of walks away with her actually reconciling with Bret and Brett just sort of comes to and Brett is not happy. Can we now, um, uh, point out where obviously there's like a load of officials and stuff come to the ring and then yeah. there's the one guy with long hair. I, I always like just call him Red Hole in my head. Uh, Rennie Goulier. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's Red Hole. It's that era. I'm, I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, I don't know Red Hole era. Where's Emu? <laughs> exactly. How amazing would that have been if Emu came like, and separated him? It's like Kevin Eldon's like presentation of Rod Hull and Fist of Fun that you're talking about, isn't it? <laughs> you yeah, want the guy kind of going, I'm going to break up this fight for my king jelly! <laughs> yeah. And then obviously Art accuses the referees of stealing the belt. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, yeah, Art... I don't know that was the ref. <laughs> <laughs> he's the belt! Uh, Gorilla, he's stealing the belt! Now, I want to no, no, no. have a bit of uh, we're, we're making pop of uh, Art Donovan all night, but I want to have a pop of Gorilla Monsoon. Go for it. Oh, right, here here he is. There he is, right? Oh, there's Bret Hart. Yeah, the most fightingest champion we ever had. What a what a great competitor there. He lost Gorilla. He lost. He got his arse <laughs> handed to him and he nearly lost the title. Why are you putting him over? He's just been pretty much beat clean in the ring. Yeah. And his his brother in law saved him. He's a Look, loser. Gorilla Gorilla's drunk, let's probably be fair. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Speaking it of drunks. Oh Todd backstage with Jerry Lawler. Yep, um, this is part one of the two-parter of the greatest and most unusual promos ever caught in pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, Lawler basically just acts like a massive cock the entire Isn't that thing. his gimmick? Well, more so than usual because he's saying that um, all these Baltimoreans will be cheating for Piper because Piper's going to donate his um, winnings to a local sick kids hospital in Canada. But I've got to Jerry say, Bolton Morons is an absolute belter of a line. Oh, it's great. That's a cracker. Doesn't he bring one. up, and Piper says he brought up his worst film as well. 
Yep, he did bring that up as well. And basically, yeah. this whole point this promo is saying is if I win the match, I'm not giving a single penny to anyone. Mwahaha. Yeah, go home and take bastard. more topless pictures of yourself in bed, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> and I will say as well, he stole the whole um, fish joke from uh, Rodney Dangerfield in, Cad- in Caddyshack. So just to kind of put that ah. in. Phil, Phil, when you're editing, cut in the line from Caddyshack. Speaking of mouths, Rowdy Roddy Piper, the last time I saw a mouth like his, it had a fish hook in it, if you know what I mean. Well, the last time I saw a mouth like that, it had a hook in it. And he's not wrong. He, calls, he says arts mumbling as well, which is a bit harsh, but it's probably accurate. No, it's oh, yes, he does. He does lay the art of it, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's funny. He deserves it. So, we're now into the semi-finals of King of the Ring. IRS versus Razor Ramon. The first line we of go. this entire match is, this is my man, Razor, right? <laughs> Fucking hell art. How about you pay attention? He's new to this <laughs> wrestling malarkey. Even though Give he picked the this guy. No. Give the man a chance. He's had an hour at this point. He should know what's going on at this point. He should at least know who the person is he picked. Right. Here's the thing. This uh-huh. match, if we're going to talk about art, right? Uh-huh. This match contains the line where it confirms to me that art is getting into this show. And okay. it's a line <laughs> in which he contributes to the story at large. They're talking about the one, two, three kid. Right, right, right. And who, who? Because obviously the winner of the one to three kid versus um, one heart. heart is going to be yep, the, yep. whoever the winner of this match is in the final, and that's yep. what they're talking about. And they're wondering: Is Owen Hart just going to get a buy in the final? In which case, we put him at a massive advantage against one of these two guys. Yep. And then Art is with confidence saying the one two three kid is never going to show up, and he's adding to the story. You know, it's not as right, isn't he? It's not as no, if he's a complete bystander. He's no, getting no, no. into it, and he's adding the story. He's casting doubt, going, oh, is he going to show up? So for the fans at home, he's kind of adding to that storyline of what, whether we you know Will wanted he could be fit enough to do anything with Owen Hart, even if he does show up. Okay. Now, I would say that is the moment in this show that Art actually starts earning the crust. Right, <laughs> starts doing his job. That he starts, to, you know. I'm not saying, you yeah. know, before it was just a curio, and he was a bit perplexed by the whole One, thing. He's two, watched this main event. Three, four, five, six matches in. Yeah, wait. <laughs> he's watched the main event. He's obviously a guy that's getting into it. This is maybe the first yeah. wrestling show he's watched, but he's probably. Why is he in commentary then? <laughs> I don't Ultimate. know. But I'm just saying. That's what... We'll get to the ending of Art's arc. <laughs> but I'd like to point out, put, put the I'll put the pin in this one in the fact that this is the one where he actually has a contribution to the storyline going forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. The defense it's, rests for now. All right, um, here, it's here very quick, though, isn't it? One bright spot does not excuse the rest of the show, <laughs> but, we'll, but he, we'll get to this discussion. He brought end. he brought comedy and joy to the rest of the show. He'd be well if you want to call it that. But sure. This one, how quick is this one? This one, this match is done real quick, isn't it? It's like this a bit, a bit back and forth. Four minutes. Yeah. Like this is this is IRS clearly had like an appointment to get to or like a dinner reservation. Here. Shafted. How long? That five five minutes thirteen seconds. It's nearly yeah. as long as the first IRS match against Mabel. I think it's in I thought it's nine minutes. I was oh, like, nine, no. I just no, realised it's no. an absolute crime on this card, and we'll come to it in a minute. An absolute <laughs> disgusting crime. All right, okay, no problem. But yeah, they get done quick. Um, Razor's edge, Razor yeah, wins, and then yeah, it's, 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 it's IRS. Thanks for coming. You're done. Uh, yeah, 
And then we, got, we got to get some plot backstage, there's plot going on, because Brett's looking yes. for Amber and he can't find he it. He's looking for Amber for an explanation about what happened. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that Brett is struggling with a door that's clearly open. <laughs> God love it. It's, it's, I love that. It's not a smooth light. It's not, it's not, it's not everybody's best light, this, is it, to be honest? It's no. doing good work, but like, it's not... Yeah. Like, it stumbles here and there. And then Todd, Todd's there as well. He can't hear me. He's, he's apologising. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The kid's not here. I don't know where he is. It's not your fault, Todd. You did I know. I feel kind of bad for Todd at this point. Is this the reason why I've got a note saying Todd with nobody? Yes, that'll be it. Because <laughs> yeah. he, 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 he was yeah. meant to be interviewing the one to three kid, but he's not shown up, which again, more doubt and will one to three make it to the ring. Well, will he make it out? Can we will find out right now. Um, so Owen Hart makes his way to the ring, and uh, then after a few moments, the corpse of the one two three kid, as I wrote it, <laughs> marches down to the ring, and Owen Hart murders him with the hardest drop kick I have ever seen. <laughs> I bring that down. Yeah, Hart destroys the kid with a drop kick through the ropes. It's so good. <laughs> Absolutely, just ah, oh, murders him. Yep. And then this, this like this match, right? You got the, these two guys are. I think I mean, we would we'll agree. These guys are both like what 10, 15 years ahead of their time, Star Wise. Oh, yeah, yeah, thousand oh, yeah. percent. The combination of like you know uh, Japanese like strikes and the kind of lucha libre stuff and yeah. European stuff all kind of mixed well, together. Like this I mean, is the kind of modern style here. Like this here is like we talk about new generation. Like this is like what wrestling is going to be in about fifteen years time, and yeah. it goes three minutes. <laughs> but this match lasts minutes. three minutes. And in those three minutes, I think Owen Hart hits about seven flying maneuvers to Owen Hart. <laughs> Sorry, two with the one to three yeah. kid. This like all they do, all their kind of flip reverses from arm bars and stuff. Both of them do yeah. kind of the flippity flop stuff. There's suplexes going all over the place. I, I will it's say, like, I think I, wa- I watched that drop at least three times. I think when I was watching the show for the for the podcast because I couldn't believe how hard he hit the one to three kid and the kid got up. It is one of the most brutal drop kicks I've ever seen. What's the other bit? Like uh, he catches the kid mid integrity and just Germans him yes! off the floor. It's, this match is amazing. I think it was three it's, minutes. It's damn fast as well. Oh yeah, it's, cool. it's at it's pace, speed on it. But it's like it, the fact this goes three minutes is absolutely shocking. This should have been like I don't should know if they event. had like a feud after Are this. We... I don't know if they had any more matches. Oh, we spoke about but... the power bomb that sets up the sharpshooter at the end. Oh no, the power bomb is like death. That is <laughs> rough. <laughs> wow. It's not a fun power bomb. I mean, but by this point, though, I think the corpse of the one, two, three kids now into the withered remains of the one, two, three kid. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's this should have been. This should have been fifteen minutes of back and forth craziness. That's what it should. Yeah. Have been. I don't know if they had like any more feuds or any kind of matches on pay per views. These two, but. Can you not remember X Pac versus or not at King of the Ring '98? I try not to think about that. Four years time, yeah. (laughs) It's a long four years. (laughs) We'll say that. Um, And then, yeah, as Cameron said, a brutal power bomb, and then one to three kid just cannot hold on any longer in the sharpshooter and is forced to tap. And this is probably the best three minute match I've ever seen. Yeah, easily. It's so fun. It is so quick. It is so brutal. And just Owen throughout is just a massive prick. I love like, oh, yeah. like that. That's like the entire basis of his heel, like his gimmick at this point was just a massive prick. Yep. And it's great because he just he buys into it and goes for it. Yeah, so he's just he's, a he's, massive uh, prick. The end of this pay per view, he's going to become even prickier. So. Oh my God. We'll get to that. Our final is set. It is Owen Hart versus Razor Ramon, but we have a match before that. But before we get to that match, I have a request. 
Phil? Is that me, Phil, or editing Phil? Editing Phil. Editing, editing Phil. Phil. Can you please insert the entire following promo by one Roddy Piper? Because it's probably the most insane and nonsensical promo I've ever seen. <laughs> well, nice to see you again, Coliseum Video. So I've got six kids. First thing I take off, my pants is the first thing I take off. Well, I'm in, uh, where the heck am I? I'm in um, Baltimore. The reason I'm in Baltimore is for Jerry the King Lawler. Liar. Lawyer. <laughs> I love Hershey. This is uh, Simon Athlete. And I saw Jerry the King Lawler. I'm going to fight him in about oh, four hours from now. And I've seen all the things he said. <laughs> and the one that's the worst one, that son of an unnamed goat man. He comes up with some kid. And he's right. Look at his arms looking like two pieces of spaghetti with mosquito bites on it. And that kid, the worst thing though was he does this great imitation of Roddy Piper. They ought to hire him. Get me out of here. <laughs> kid, of all things he's gonna say, and I saw Hell Comes to Frogtown, I'm making a sequel. Hell Comes to Dogtown, you couldn't have picked They Live or No Contest or any of the other things I did. You had to pick one of the worst pictures I've ever made that I've always denied. It's about the last potent male in the world. <laughs> Which is not me. <clears throat> However, I'm gonna see. Thought you might sneak up on me there, didn't you, Lawler? <laughs> I'm gonna see if I just can't find that kid because that kid was really taken advantage of. As far as Lawler goes, you see, what you, Lawler, what you don't want to forget is he's smart as a fox. He's no dummy. He's been around a long time. Now I noticed when I came into Baltimore, there was no flies from King Tony. <laughs> So he's full and he's ready to go. <laughs> kind of chunky, no neck, you know, you never want to trust a guy with no neck. You know where to go, you know? Hard to pin a guy with no neck. And you take King Toddy, funky frog. It's true, it's about a frog who dreamed of being a king and became one. And he is kind of a king in his own right. He beat a lot of guys. And you know what? All this talk that's gone back and forth don't mean nothing now. Now it's time to fight. So you can bring some skinny little brat into the locker room. You can bring him down and tell him what to say and bring him in the ring and be a king. You can pretend you're a king. I mean, as I said, there's plen plenty of kings in the world. Why, there's Rodney King. <laughs> there's Don King. There was King the Dog. <laughs> and then there's Jerry the King Lawler, huh? A proud place for kings to come from. But at the end of the night, you're going to find out two things. Number one, everybody pays the piper. Number two, there ain't no such thing as a king. Bottom line, Coliseum Video, you're the only one with enough guts to come into my locker room. Now get the hell out! And like I don't I don't know how he did it, but they filmed it on someone's like early two thousands mobile phone camera in ninety four. <laughs> it's just the fact that Roddy starts off and then starts taking his clothes off, and I thought, oh no, where we're we going with this? I don't know why is he adjusting his trousers. <laughs> yes, because he's he's, yes. he's got four hours to get ready for the match. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, it's just it starts it starts off relatively like sane, and then by about one minute in, he's just babbling nonsense. Is he not talking to a Hershey's bar at one stage? He's talking to a Hershey's king size bar he pulls yes, out his bag. Yeah. Um, and he calls it the food of the athlete. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know what drugs Roddy was on, but I'm very glad he took them before this promo. Yes, just... also the promo where he insists that there's no such thing as a king. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> I, th- I think it's only fair to listen to the promo. We can't give. It, we can't do it justice. It's just mentally insane. But on the subject of mentally insane people, we cut to our WWF Tag Team Championship match. The champions, the Head Shrinkers, uh, accompanied by Captain Lou Albano and AFA, against Crush and Yokozuna with Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji. I did not realise Captain Lou was still in WWF at this point. Apparently. Just drag him out for the uh, the Head Shrinkers. Makes sense. Was Um, he not in the Hall of Fame the night before? uh, I'd have to check. Probably. That probably be the reason why he's here. I also like to highlight a point where um as Crush is walking to the ring, I believe it's Gorilla Monsoon or or Savage, can't remember. But as Crush is walking to the ring, they say, This is the greatest night of wrestling ever. <laughs> Liar. As, it's a boast. As he or Crush is walking to the ring. And then um <laughs> there's just touching back on to uh Ark Donovan that our uh, Cameron talked about earlier. Yep, yep. Uh, he does ask a very personal question at this point because, like, uh, when he gets to the ring, he says, "How many guys are wrestling now?" Guess oh, there's what about, there's about thirty people up by the ring in this match. Yeah, well, that that's that's be, that's just after he asked the question. So this is it, huh? Forgetting about <laughs> the tournament. There's also that um, he loses his mind when he sees Yokozuna because I mean, yes, because, how much uh... does that guy wear? Yeah. <laughs> He goes into full Art Donovan mode in this match. <laughs> <laughs> He's so excited. He also calls him the Yokozun at one point, which I died laughing at. <laughs> oh, brilliant. What a man. What a man. I don't know. And it's the fact that you've got Jim Cornette with his tennis racket and his like, fucking glasses like bringing this monster down to the ring. It's just like, this is just brilliant. Just make it, this, this, this whole combination of like the head shrinkers and this, these two in a match is like, yeah. it's just bizarre. The only I downside like is the Hedrickers were so popular at this point. Yeah, I, mean, I, only remember, I only really remember them as heels. Yeah, I was going to say I I kind of struggled to remember. Oh yeah, the Hedrickers had a face run, didn't they? I think mm. they go heel in like shortly after this point in like ninety five, ninety six. They go heel. Um, I think from memory, the one thing I would like to point out is we've made fun of people's physiques in the past, but. I don't think I've seen anybody get blown up at the start of a match standing on the outside like Yokozuna did. He was, he was a very big boy at this point. But he was not a, a very mobile boy. There's a bit, though, where like, he hits some pace and he hits the ropes. Oh, God, And yeah. the ropes just kind of like... He, I'm, I'm pretty sure he nearly touches the ring barriers outside by the fans because the ropes bend so <laughs> much. And he comes back in and hits like, a big leg drop on one of the, one of the head drinkers. But it's like, the whole, it's like, whoa, the whole ring could have yeah, gone over there. It was insane. I actually didn't write down the finish for this match for some reason. Oh, right, well... Some fella in the American flag comes out. Oh yeah, <laughs> Lex wanders out wearing the, like the most ridiculous tights. Yeah. It's like you Lex know, Lex Express mode. That guy in the American flag. Um, <laughs> where's, that, where's that gimmick? I am the American flag. And he just comes out attached to a pole. <laughs> just comes out. So what happens is he distracts Crush and they do a roll up. And, I, and he actually kicks out. So, okay, kicks out. And then the referee sees the other head shrinker fall out the ring, but just lets the illegal head shrinker super kick Christian pin him. What the hell? What's it matter? <laughs> Where's Jack Tony? That makes no sense. It does also feature, God love him, Yokozuna's slowest 
um, pinfall oh, save yes. attempt as well. Oh, he just kind of yeah. leaps through the ropes and goes, eh. <laughs> <laughs> three. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. So head shrink is retained. Yoko goes back to the buffet. Everyone is happy. Yeah. Yes. Um, we then cut backstage to um, Owen Hart, who is basically saying he's about to win, and he says, you know, say hi to Dad. What an asshole. Happy Father's Day, yeah. Dad. That, is he talking about Brett being his dad? I, mean, I was like, wait, is that a twist <laughs> in the story? Oh, God. Um, so Brett Hart is his actual father. Russo probably thought of it. So. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so we are at the final of the King of the Rain. Owen Hart versus Razor yeah, Ramon. The first comment I've got is, I don't think anything comes out equal. A thought by Randy Savage. <laughs> he has them sometimes. He does. Um, I think, does he describe it, the, the 1994 King of the Ring as chilling? I think he yes, describes it as. He does. Okay, Something fine. Like that, yeah. yeah. Um, these guys are so well trained. I think that's another artism. Yeah. I quite like the beginning of this match because like, Owen starts doing like loads of fancy stuff, so Racy just like batters him. Yeah, but then like, Owen just slaps him. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, returns with a big slap. Like I like that. This is good. Owen Hart, so good. Yeah. He oh is yeah. I've uh, got Razor outweighs him by thirty pounds, which is close, but it's not right. <laughs> Try again, Art. Some of Roy Walker's like stroking his chin, going, "No, nope. sorry. Try again. Try again." Um. So this goes kind of back and forth. We get a Uranagi for a two point nine, and then a Simone drop, and then our sort of protagonist for this one the anvil reappears and the question is who is he out here to help he can't be out here to help uh, Razor Ramon surely but Brett's he not can't in the ring what on earth is Hart. going on and what an absolute bastard he's here to help Owen Hart well what, what I was just, of course Razor does the most stupid spot which we see he does the Razor dead next to the ropes like what's he going oh, yeah. to achieve there so he gets True. back dropped out and then anvil comes down and he he's all helpful and he picks up Razor like oh you're okay Razor and then he clotheslines him, shoves him into the steps, throws him in the ring, and as the referee turns around, he walks off scratching his head, which I think was a great touch. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. He's so, whistling to himself as he turns around. It's yeah. So after all that, Owen hits a the top. big elbow off the top, yep. And then and we have a new king of the ring. Yep, as, he, as yep. Owen Hart declares, I'm the king. He's like, yes, you are. We also have a we have a very confused art as well. He's not sure what's going on. Well, I mean that's normal. <laughs> uh, did we mention the fact that Anvil and Owen uh, attack Razor with a heart attack? I was going yes. to mention that. Yeah, yeah. brush up the heart attack. Genius little touch, I thought. Genius little yep. touch. Very very and nice. Then, oh, the new like... foundation reformed. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then a moment which, which thoroughly confused me at fourth. Skrilla's like, I'm out backstage with Raymond Rougeau. I was like, huh? What? Okay. Yeah, and I then, don't know where they're Clearly Todd given up at this point and went home. Yeah, we've had Todd on, right? So the Raymond Rougeau is there with Brett. Like, what's what? Huh? What? Well, I mean, he's back there and basically all that happens is Brett looks and walks away. <laughs> oh, I think he sells it well. He's like, I've got no comment. And then walks off. No I think comment. that was a good sell. His friends just betrayed him. To go with yeah. his brother, who's already portrayed him, you know, it's uh, it's oh. Well, anyway, we main Cam. Oh, main Cam's alternate universe. I'm quickly going to do. 
Right. What if, what if instead of the anvil who come down to help Brett out was indeed Stu Hart? First and then all, what you... if, if Stu Hart turned against um, Brett and joined Owen, what oh would have happened God. then? Uh, I think Canada would have like exploded. <laughs> that would have been phenomenal, yeah. though. It would have been this great. Is big yeah. explosion of maple syrup all over the country. Oh, <laughs> well, come on, you're better than that. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I really okay, am. Fair not. enough. Um, and then we have Randy Savage. Who's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's doing his conspiracy theories. He's doing complicated maths. <laughs> yeah, Randy Savage explains what's happened for the slow people out there. I got a theory. Call me crazy, call me nuts. But I'm just thinking that Nidart was out there in Brett's corner and possibly the only motive that he had being in Brett's corner was to make sure that the hitman didn't lose his title to Diesel, but he's hoping that the Rocket will beat the hitman. I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. Is it that gif? Was it from um, uh, Sydney in Philadelphia? It's like a massive wall full of like pictures and string going everywhere. And Randy's like, (laughs) oh, but what if? But what if he did mm-hmm. this? And then I think I'll ask like a decent question and Randy ignores him. Wait, 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 Let me ask wait, you a, a question. Minute, did you two guys act like that in the ring when you were wrestling? Do you think do you think the anvil is that smart, Randy? I don't. Yeah, I but don't. the rocket might be. Well, we're gonna have to sift through all of this and find hey. out exactly. This is the point. I think there's oh. like a bit where they kind of show them at the booth and kind of like Randy's kind of turned his back to art. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Yes, I did those that. And Art's yeah. kind of sat back like, but Randy, you were yeah. my friend. They really start ignoring him towards this end point. I mean, Which is fair sad. enough. Which is it's kind sad, of sad but anyway. You it know. is, but... He's a guest after all. And then, like, even more confusing, after getting Raymond Rougeau out of storage, they find Jack Tunney in a, in a cupboard as well. Like, <laughs> I, I, I wrote that. I literally wrote that. Jack Tunney in attendance for the coronation of Owen Hart. I wonder where he's been all night. He's just been in the storage box. He just realised he was office there. things, staring at his cameras, going, you know, we at the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> he just opened a cupboard like, oh, shit, Jack Tenney's here. Quick, we can use him tonight. We've also found Todd Pett and go because he's the one reading the proclamation. And then, yes, yeah, just true. before Jack Tunney gets the chance to go and get the crown, Owen stands up and demands that the only person that should do the honours is the person he respects. And he wants everyone to call him King Owen. And he wants the anvil to do the honors of the coronation. Yeah. And Todd's going to get down on one knee as well. He's like, down on one knee, Todd. Get on your knees, Pettengill. It's a brilliant quote. <laughs> I did write Owen makes Toddy's bitch. He does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, uh, I, had, I specifically enjoyed um, the anvil getting psyched up for every part of the coronation. When he gets the crowd. He's he like, does so well. Excitement. I was so proud of Anvil here because, oh, like, like is like that latch to un- uncouple the kind of thing with the shoulder pads in it as well. Mm. That's got to be a complicated thing to do on stage in front of people. But he nails it. Yeah, Anvil nails the whole steps. He's brilliant at it. Oh, so, Owen gets up and he declares himself the King of Hearts. He's, this is probably one of the best King of the Ring winners promos. <laughs> Absolutely, thousand percent. You know, this Austin in '96, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, Probably nothing after that until King Booker in two thousand six. Yeah. I think I think King Booker was the, the 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 last time the King of the Ring took on the sort of moniker of the King and actually ran with it. Mm. Yeah, because you've had like or what? King Seamus, King Barrett, uh, King Barrett, King. Okay, King Nakamura. 
All right, all right, King, I'm uh, wrong. Okay, fuck <laughs> off, all of you. All I right, mean, who's right. who's the last one in the King of the Ring? Who cares? Xavier Woods. Exactly, but you had to. People have to think about it. Wait, did it? Oh, yeah. Is that not? Was that not one of the Blood Money shows? That was on the Saudi show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. And I'm sure Roman Reigns smashes Chris is crown up because you know he's a prick. Yeah, that was it. Because he made because <laughs> Davey Woods made such a big noise of loving the King of the Ring when he was a kid and so or teenager. So then wanted to win it. Um, like, you know, nope. And then like yeah, he won it, and then <laughs> three weeks later, Roman Reigns smashes his crown. Because he's a bastard. Back to conspiracy, uh, Randy, who's like, hey, when he said <laughs> King of the Ring, did he mean Brett? My first proclamation as king is to be from this day forward known as the King of Hearts. The King of Hearts. Check and I want out. you people to remember it with respect for the King of Hearts. You don't think that he meant Bret Hart, do you? Yes, yes, Randy. He met you. That was a dig at <laughs> Thank you, Randy. Yes, yes, he he did exactly what his brother did last year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He did exactly what he did. So we now cut to what they no, say is the last match. Event. That's the yeah, last well, match, though. Isn't it? Why would you have a match? No, after... yeah, he fades to black now. Yeah. Well, why, what, after... why would you have a match with you know two old people in a new generation? Yeah. All why are the King of the Ring pay per view? I wondered this at the time. The sheer. The sheer chutzpah, the cojones of Grilla Monsoon to say, this is the new generation. The new generation is alive and well here in the WWF. He says it out loud. This is the new generation as Roddy Piper and Jerry Lawler come out for the main event. Yeah. This is yep. the new, he, he literally says those words. This is the new generation. I'm like... How can you sit there and say that while you're bringing out these two literal old-timers to the Because ring? he's given up. You're, you're owing a one, two, three. There's your next generation that lasted three yeah. minutes. These guys get, what, quarter of an hour? I think it's just, way too oh, long. It this goes is, on. I think it's just, firmly a dull length of time this match. The, the best just part, ridiculous. The best part of this match is the lead-up to the bell ringing because you get... The king coming out, he gets the Burger King chance, he gets a random shout out to the governor of Baltimore, and then Roddy Pepper comes out in real braveheart mode. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, as a kid watching this, I really wanted to see Piper back in action. But I just thought Lola was such a lame opponent. It's like oh, God, yeah. Lola was always no really sense. lame. It's like he's gotta fight the warrior king of the ring in a few years' time. It's like, what's the point? He's not gonna win. And it's like the same thing here. He's like I would have loved to have seen Piper beat someone more meaningful in this match. Don't ask me who, because the, the, it was quite thin, the, uh, the the roster at the time, but I would have liked to have seen that better. Um, yeah, we, but, or, just, or just don't put them at the, at the end. Like, why this is the main event makes no sense. Well, I, I feel I've got to um, clear up a little problem here, which I think uh, is back to our friend again, who I think makes a fantastic point in this. Um, he, Barry the King Lawler comes out, and Art's all confused, like, so this guy's the king? He's obviously just so on hard to become yep. the king. Yeah. And he's I, like, I, and this guy's the king? Yeah, you know. Of course. That's a very good point, Art. That's a very, good very good point. He makes a good point. point. You say there's moments of like wrestling weird logic that Art's willing to point out. Just, just, just pops that balloon straight away. But why is he the king? Because he's just you, crowded, he's crowded with the other king. Why, what's going on? Do we makes... want some words from Jerry Lawler about this match, by the way? Yes. Ooh. Okay, uh, published... Hang on, hang on. Uh, what, 
What voice are you going to do it in? Uh, a normal voice. Oh, I like Robin Leach. Yeah, yeah. I think it should be Robin Leach. Robin <laughs> Leach. Okay. So. I, could, I could bust out Phil. Remember to cut in the uh, Lifestyles of the Rich of Famous music. Okay. <laughs> It was published in, just a bit of background, published Inside the Ropes on the 31st of August 2021. It was an interview with Jerry Lawler, and he goes, uh, where are we here? I get the quotation. Uh, a good match just depends on so many things. Honestly, I think one of the reasons the match with Roddy didn't click was because I don't think he liked the booking on that match. I don't think he liked the way they led up to the match, and I don't think he liked... He didn't feel like I was, like, a worthy opponent for him or something. I don't know. I don't think he was in a good mood on that particular night. I wouldn't be either wrestling Jared or King Lawler, to be honest, but you know. Well, there you go. So There's not like I, I thought, oh, they must have some match in the past. Apparently, this is one of the first times they wrestled. Yeah, just so that makes it even it more random. Shows. So it wasn't like yeah, like this kind of kind of like big long his like you know historical feud going back into the past sort of thing. Nope. Because because I suppose yeah, the ideally the ideal would have been Hogan would have been still around. You get Piper and Hogan. That Piper might have been. Hogan wouldn't have been the heel, so Piper would have to be the heel. And I think Piper was too loved at that point in time to be a heel. I'm not yeah. sure that would have really worked. But like, who else can you bring out Piper's past as like his kind of you know a big uh, Ric Flair? Oh, that's true. Well, yeah, that would have been a good one. Uh, but still, like you still can't. Greg the it's, Hammer it's... Valentine. <laughs> um, you you take that back, Cameron. You retract that comment right now. Wow. <laughs> you take that back. No. Bad, bad news, Brown. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Sorry, I'm going to throw another one in there. Mr. T. Oh, lordy. This is, this oh, is oh, 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 I would have liked that one. I'll check out real one right now. Why not? Why not? Right? Listen to me now. Listen, okay. This will work, right? Mm. Check out your Brett Diesel match. Yeah. Piper comes back. Mm-hmm. Hasn't never won the belt. Mm-hmm. Wants the belt off Bret Hart. Nice. And we basically rerun the WrestleMania 8 feud, but with a decent build up. There's your main event. And old, the, the old generation, this is the new generation of Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. We know they can go because that match of WrestleMania is really good. Passing the torch. That would have worked. They could have gone 12 minutes, had a belter of a match. Anything would have worked better than this match because this match was not very good. I mean, no. the best part of this match was, was Roddy, Roddy Piper. And I'm not going to repeat what I wrote my notes about this uh, individual that he came out with because. Mini Piper is what I refer to him as. I, I wasn't kidding because obviously the guy seemed to come up and do Piper impressions on. on, on... Uh, Raw, whatever it was, yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden, for no reason, he just switches allegiances to be in Piper's corner. I don't know. But, it, I mean... You're supposed to kind of believe that he was somehow embarrassed and humiliated by Jerry Lawler during that pro promo, but then but he was he was doing the voice in the Lawler forced him to do all this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. to the point where Piper's like willing to cover him with his body to protect him, like he's like you know getting shot or something. Yeah, it's just a bit. I tried to Google just... what, what that kid's name was and where he is now, and I couldn't find mm. anything on him. My Mini my Piper, guess is uh, where it, name. I'm not sure. Location probably underground. 
You're harsh. I mean, well, it was like, and that kid grew up to be uh, Enzo oh, Amore. Yeah, I was like, kind of going, is this like this kid grew up to be Zach Gowan? And... I didn't grow up with Enzo Amore because that didn't work out well either. This kid grew up to be Rob Van Dab. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I've wrote nothing for this match apart from the fact that Piper hits a suplex and gets the three in mercifully. Yeah, just, yeah, the referee oh, does oh, a slow count. I know he was down for a bit, but the, they didn't need the slow count. Just get the over and done terrible. With. Yeah, just, the whole <laughs> yeah. thing is just absolute so, bobbing to the highest order. Oh, I'm just like I'm aghast. I'm just, just aghast. This is the main event. I'm still well, shocked. It is. It is a weird. I can understand this if it was halfway in the show, and you had something more to lift you at the other end. Obviously, in an ideal world, you maybe would have had Brett Diesel on last, but then you couldn't have had the Anvil thing for the mm. um, for Owen. So you would have probably had to go on this match in the middle. Then the uh, Bret Hart Diesel match, second to last, and then the final of the King of the Ring, and Hubble Owens' um, coronation being the yeah. final thing on the show. And those two matches being closer would have made Anvil's weird turn make a bit more sense, maybe. Maybe it would have all been... maybe. Yeah, it would have been in a sort of similar maybe. sort of time scale. Art then. So <laughs> my my final. How much does this man weigh? Karen got in at ten. How much does this guy weigh? How much does this fellow weigh? How much does he weigh? How much does he weigh, Tatanka? How much does this fellow weigh? How much does this guy weigh? Six hundred pounds plus. Which isn't as many as people make out. Yeah, they make you think it's a hundred or something. People, yeah. people will sit there on the internet and say that oh, art, that's all art says during this entire show. No, it's not. No, so, but... ten in a two and a three quarter hours long show. All right, okay. And like you know, in my brain, I'm comparing him to Ernie Ladd, but at least you can actually understand you what can art understand was saying. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed Ernie Ladd compared to Art. <laughs> here's, here's the I, thing. Here's the thing. I enjoyed right? the both. We're gonna like, and, and Alan, we have discussed this in work. Defending Art Donovan during this show, right? It is refreshing. We think in a 2023 lens to go back to this show, where every single show that's on um, that you watch now for wrestling is always met with a certain section of the internet, like having shots at it. You know, at the minute it's like you know, AEW just had like the biggest wrestling attendance, certainly in UK soil if not certainly up there with, you know, worldwide in modern times. And you still got people sat there kind of going, they never had 82,000, they had 76,000 at most. And it's refreshing that Art Donovan in this show is a guy who obviously hasn't watched wrestling before, but during the show's duration gets into it Mm. and at the end feels like he's really enjoying it. And it's kind of like the magic of wrestling is kind of carrying him away. He's a, he's a gog. He's amazed at the, you know, at the end of this show. He's, he's like in wonder at what he's just seen. And it's a lovely thing to witness. I, I, I agree. I think it's it's like, when did they hire him? How much notice did they give him? And how much training did they give him? Because he's clearly not a fan of the product before he got there. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. like, he doesn't know what he's commentating on. He... Part of me still thinks he, he thinks it's kind of real the way he's carrying on. on yeah, it's a bit of a debate. Like, did they tell him it's predetermined, or did they just let him roll with it? Yeah, 
I like there was might have role there. Like he seems genuinely concerned about the guys in the ring and like how they're what they're going and go what they're going through and stuff. Yeah, which as it's like you know, when he's like talking about um to Tanker and all that, he's like, oh, you know, these two guys are killing each other here. It's like kind of going, well, yeah, that hypes up, you know, it's it's a real fight and should be. Yeah. You know? It should be portrayed as a real fight. And the him be, getting a bit off. like a little bit pearl clutching, oh, think of the children. But you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's it's great. You know what I mean? It's something a bit different. And I feel kind of sorry for him because at the end, Monsoon and Marchaman are basically just ignoring him just to get through yeah. the show. And it's a I bit wonder, like, yeah, like, all right. During this period, is this like, would Vince have been on the mic backstage in their ears? Probably not mm, for this one because he was no. on the steroid trial. Because it's the whole reason Art's there is because Vince isn't. That is true, actually, yeah. Well, it's of that course, year, it, it, it was neck surgery is the official reason. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, neck surgery. Mm-hmm. And apparently he had it done in some circles, they say, so he could appear in court with his neck brace and get sympathy. Well, yeah, exactly. A cynic would say. A cynic would say. A cynic would say. Yes. But no, that's, for me and I'll discuss it at work, we think Art Donovan does not deserve the bad rep he gets. For so, uh, you, you listen to some reports on this show and it's as if he's ruined the entire show. It's like, no, I think Jerry Lowell and Piper do that quite adequately. Yeah, they, they, they more than bring the show <laughs> nearly. down. <laughs> yeah. you know, they nearly bring the whole thing down. Before this, it was like the, the kind of thread of Owen Hart through it made this a really good show. Yeah, and you get to the finish, well. you get to the yeah. finish, and then there's a whole other match that doesn't need to be there. Exactly. Agreed. I mean, as far as the tournament goes, um, I think it maybe just shades '93 because '93, well, yeah, '93 is all about Brett and Brett only. Yeah, and yeah, it's the as Brett it should, Hart show. As things should be, yeah. As things yeah, should yeah, be. yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> Whereas from an overall eight people involved in a story, the '94 tournament's a better watch overall. The mm. the way I look at it is, I'm going to remember the '94 King of the Ring over the '93. I don't even remember anything about the '93 King of the Ring. Whereas I'm going to remember Owen Hart and the thread throughout this entire show. I'm going to remember. Mm. I'm destroying the one to three kid. I'm going to remember Jim the Anvil Nightheart turning and joining up with Owen. I'm going to remember that coronation speech. Am I going mm-hmm. to remember anything about the quote unquote main event? Absolutely not. If anything, I want to erase that from my mind. But that doesn't yeah. take away from the fact that this was an absolutely solid show and a great example of WWF at its best during a time when things were things weren't great. Things weren't great at all. But well, this is where it gets interesting because, lights. because we have done. King of the Ring 1993 in the past. We did. We have. It's number we have 16. Number 16, which is quite high up the list in the grand scheme of things. Just yep. before we do this, oh, I want to know. I want to close out the um, pay per view. Did anyone okay. stay tuned for after the main event? I did. Yeah, I watched this what, promo. What's all that about? Coliseum video footage of yep. a, a disconsolate Diesel and. Shawn Michaels trying to say it's going to be okay, we've got the plan, etc. And yeah. the quote was, don't worry, you'll be champion by the time this comes out on video. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Now, I've looked, he was a month off because it come out on the 10th of October. Oh. But... <laughs> A month later, Diesel was indeed champion, so he wasn't far off predicting. He wasn't far off. Well. No, that's not far. That's not no, far. That's, 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 a, that's a good. That's a good bit of premonition from uh, Mister Michaels. Well done, mm. him. Indeed. So I think it's safe to say that this goes above King of the Ring '93. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's a really enjoyable watch. Right. And as I said mm-hmm. at the start, it's like we I watched this in a whole afternoon. I only I didn't I only took like a twenty minute break to get some food and a cup of coffee. Bryce I, I was watching it hour by hour and then doing it over a few nights. No, I watched the whole thing in a day. And it's yeah. not often that happens. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um so next on the list after King of the Ring ninety three is the nineteen ninety five Survivor series. What position is that? That's not will be number fifteen. I think yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Okay, number fourteen is NXT Brooklyn. Getting better than that. Okay. Yeah, I'll um, call it that. Next up is WCW Spring Stampede nineteen ninety nine. I think it's better than that. Okay, we're, we're getting, getting to number ten, boys. This number is twelve exciting. is WCW Beach Blast ninety two. Getting ahead of that. No. Oh, is that the one with the Iron Man match with Steamboat and Rude? Yes. Oh, what's the one after that? The one after that is yeah. the Rumble 2000. Oh, oh no! Oh. I think it stops. At, I think it stops at number twelve. I think it either it's going to be number twelve and number thirteen. It's not better than the Rumble 2000. No, it's not better than Rumble 2000. Uh, the Rumble 2000 is the pay per view that got me back into wrestling. I can't yep. call this better than the Rumble 2000. <laughs> you just like the May Young bit, don't you, Cam? Oh, always, mate. It's uh, those winter nights fly by. Uh, why is that like Bob Buckland's return? But anyway, yeah, I'm looking at Beach Blast '92, and it's got like it ends with the Steiners versus Terry Gordy and Steve Williams, and then yeah, oh, yeah, right. It's I think, not, it's I, think below that. I think below that number thirteen. That's thirteen. Yeah. Let's sell. Go. That's the closest yeah. anything's come to the top ten in a long time. That is. That is. That is. It's a good, it was a really good pick, though. Oh yeah, well done, Al. So thanks, Al, for that one. It's a really good. Point. No, like I said, it was one of my favorite childhood sort of shows, and yeah. in watching it kind of live issue as it was, it, I just loved it. I just loved the narrative of um, the Anvil stuff because I couldn't see, mm. I couldn't see it being Anvil, and when it was Anvil, I just couldn't see him turning. And even mm. when he came down with Razor, I'm like, oh, surely he's going to feud with Owen Hart. Surely that's why he's here to feud with Owen Hart. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, clocks razor, no. and I didn't really know much about R. Donovan at the time, and I didn't really think he's. I I do remember him weight. I do remember him asking how much everyone weighs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't think he was particularly bad. But like oh, I said yeah. to Cameron, his voice just gives a whole uniqueness to the show because you don't hear it anymore. But mm-hmm. just hearing it, any any line yeah. he says just takes me to that show because I think. Um, you know, There's been I think way it's, worse, it's, like guest commentators than him over the over the oh, years. Oh, completely. Way worse I'll take him over Mike Adamley any day of the week. Oh God, Jeff yeah. Harvey. There we but, go. No, I think it's it was a really good show, and I'm glad we did it. And I enjoyed watching it again. But who is next? Well, apparently it is Phil. Well, well, boys. You congratulated Al on being a good pick and that he did oh, a, good, a good one. Right. And whilst I would love to continue that into the next oh, month, no. the next month we're going to record the show is the month of October. Well known as the spookiest of all. Is it going to be the one? And that is the question. Oh my God, it's not that one, is it? It's October. It's Scaretober. Right. The spookiest yep. time of the year. So yep. we have to. We have to. Well, please don't make us watch this. Do WCW Halloween Havoc. And I picked WCW Halloween Havoc 
It's the one. It's the no, one. Oh, no. I think it's barbecued. Live in paper view. It is. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. For the, for the, which will come out, let's have a quick check. It'll come out just before Halloween. Okay. So for, your, for the spookiest night of the year, you will be able to listen to <laughs> the Conquistables discuss the spookiest pay per view of all time with Halloween Havoc 1991. I, I'm, I'm Can sorry, I give I'm... you a greater pick than that? Yes. Is this a good pick? No. Is it good for October? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's also, I would like to point out one of the matches is Bill Kazmaier, former world's strongest man against Oz. Yes. Oh, so we've gone That's like a bit of a step down for Bret Hart, isn't it? I was going to say, so we've gone from like the, like one of the, the the crap parts of Nash's career to one of the pinnacles of Nash's career, right down to the crap part of his career again. <laughs> Brilliant. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks Who's so. the following pick? I think it's a round table after that. Let me uh, check. Good, because I'd seriously object to having to sit through um, oh. December to Dismember. Or is that the one oh, after? No, Whatever no, it no. is. Sorry, no. I tell a lie. It's actually Cameron next. That's going to be November. So Cameron gets the, the November to Remember podcast. Uh, and yeah. don't forget what we're doing for the Christmas special. What are we doing for the Christmas special? Christmas Cameron remembers what. Cameron, Cameron remembers what we're doing for the Christmas special. Uh, Cameron's struggling <laughs> to remember. No, we we're doing all the raw negative star matches. Oh. <laughs> right, so basically, I have to pick something really good for November's, yeah? Yes, to yeah. make up for the fact that okay, to make up the fact we seem to be doing utter bilge <laughs> either side of it. <laughs> Bit harsh, we've not seen the show yet. Anything could happen. Oh yeah, yeah, you do it, yeah. <laughs> you and you don't know. It's going to be terrible. I don't think we're going to be sat here next month, kind of going, "Oh yeah, well, is it number thirteen? Number twelve? <laughs> is it better than Rumble two thousand? No, <laughs> we're not. We'll be like, <laughs> is it better than? Is it better than the brawl for all? Uh... <laughs> oh, you know, Jesus Christ! Syphilis is better than brawl for all. Wow, wow, <laughs> that was places I didn't expect. What I would like, Cameron, though, if I can right. request, make a request, is that in keeping with the spirit of the uh, the time, if you could pick a November pay per view, that would be good because it would just kind of continue the monthly theme on a little bit. So you'd want a survivor. Well, he's pretty much got Survivor Series, hasn't he? You can't have anything else, really. I mean, That's I true. would like to put forward a suggestion for our Christmas Day special because obviously we're going to have the round table with the negative star matches, but yeah, our live Christmas Eve special again. Yeah, I really enjoyed our watch-along last year of No Holds Barred. And I think, in keeping with the season, we should go back to a time where film was innocent, film was harmless. I but... said I was innocent then, I was getting confused. I didn't think it was like, you said film or film. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but I think we should go back to a time where Santa had muscles. That's too far. Oh. Now, I've got a feeling that you're going to be begging for the Raw Negative Storm matches now, aren't you? <laughs> well, no, we're doing this as well as the Raw Negative Storm matches. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my. We oh mightn't see it the new year. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, just put in there, not, uh, just for the planning, if we're doing a sort of production meeting live on a podcast, <laughs> then uh, we have to bear in mind that next year's our 10th anniversary. Oh, oh my God. God. How have we done this for 10 years? I don't know. Well, we have. We've been doing it for 10 years. Fairly, that in some my... patches, fairly irregularly. But lately, <laughs> well, yeah. a lot better. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That was a good show. Next one's going to be a terrible show. Oh, God, yeah. It's not going to be good. <laughs> I, I, I take full accountability for, clearly. 
Do we want to quickly draw straws or lots for who's going to die slash get quit, get sacked from wrestling companies in the next month? Elias. Ooh, what's sacked? What release is we? There's lots of rumors of releases going on, aren't there? It's going to be like a Jason situation where they forget they've employed him and find him in a cupboard. Well, I think it'll be fine because if the um, sack Elias, they'll probably keep Ezekiel on. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, it'll be right. The uh, there's always like a shock one, isn't there? There's always like one you're like, oh Jesus. Ah, uh, uh, true. Uh, oh, that's an outside a- bet. That is Akira Tozawa. He probably wants to go at this point. Probably, and um, they're gonna also get rid of. Um, was it the who went? Who's gone? Uh, the oh, what are they called? Grizzled old veterans. Grizzled young veterans. Sorry, grizzled young veterans are gone. Still the best wrestling merchandise table I've ever been to in my life was the grizzled young veterans. <laughs> Because I just remember Zach Gibson looking at James Drake from across the bar when I handed them 20 quid for one of their t shirts. And it's just like, can I? And then it, Zach Gibson's just going, James, James, get over here. This punter's bought one of our t shirts and he needs a photo. 